Mike, turn your games down. Hi, right, episode 215 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's running around the world with me tonight? This is everyone's favorite, Joe Butler, and you gotta get out of there, Mike. There's dozens of them. And then Star's here, and there's bogeys everywhere. Uh, Evac Chopper coming in hot. All right, and we're here to talk about a game that I haven't played since 2009. <laughs> so, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Came, the one that came out in 2009, not the newer one. It's also called the same name that came out in, like, what, 2021 or 22? Yeah, I want to say 22. Yeah, yeah, 2022. Okay. Yeah, so they we're had... talking about the, the 09 one, the one that came out in fucking everything at this point. Hey, even came out in DS. Uh, different game. So, not the same game. Same name. And this was developed by Infinity Ward, published by Activision. Mm, so, I actually, sure. this is one of the few games that I actually bought on release, and I have the hardened edition to the left of me. <laughs> I booted uh, <just laughs> it up on the Xbox uh, One. I popped in the disc, and it was one of the games. I was like, yeah, I'll play this. And it was, uh, it's something. I, uh, I've i never played these. I, I oh. kind of got, I kind of mm. got into them uh, late. Uh, because I didn't get like a Xbox until 2013. Okay, so you would have missed some of the. I mean, because these games only really lasted like for the multiplayer. I don't think this one lasted as long as the as Modern Warfare first one, Call of Duty Four. That lasted a long time. People kept playing that. It's such an interesting thing because I'm curious. I mean, I think a lot of our focus will probably be the campaign because that's yeah. what we talked about. But I mean, the other the original release of this game, not the HD remake, has two other modes: multiplayer, which is obviously the other part, and then basically. The equivalent of spec ops i forget if that's what it's called but they're basically little like fun missions that are just like rehashes of campaign scenes to like any of like get stars and um but the multiplayer was just huge from what i remember i was a high schooler when it came out and like all my friends they just never stopped playing too because i think we were probably <laughs> in middle school when call of duty uh, modern warfare one came out so like i think maybe there's some interest but this was the game of my high school generation where I was like, oh shit, we're just never going to stop playing this. <laughs> so people got, cause I mean, one thing that has to be brought up is like for call of duty, you had the people that were like into the block because like, first you had call of duty, modern warfare four, and then you hear call of duty Four modern warfare. Then you had call of duty world at war. And then you started black ops and then you had modern warfare two. Then you switched black ops and modern warfare for a bit. Then you had advanced warfare, infinite warfare later on. But, you know, it really became the two Modern Warfare and Black Ops that you either people you like one or the other a lot, depending on what you were into. I'm, I'm more into like the silliness it goes into whenever it goes into like like robot armor and then like robot limbs and then they're in space with the robot. I'm more into that stuff. <laughs> That's Infinite Warfare, which is, I think, loosely people think that Infinite Warfare could be part of the same timeline as Modern Warfare games. But oh, I, I have no idea how any of these fucking timelines of these games work. <laughs> They're mostly all separate things. I mean, Black Ops is his own trilogy. This is its own trilogy. Advanced Warfare is something completely different. Like, Ghost is something completely different. They're all just, how can we just sell another game and tack on the same stuff over again? So, that kind of... I mean, this one had much less of a story, I felt, than Call of Duty 4 did. Like, this this feels very much of an intermediate chapter of a trilogy. Like, and I don't like that. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of just have to start with that for this. For this. Like... You, you really do feel kind of like you're dropped in the middle of something like it talks about, you know, the guy you killed in the in the, fir- in the end of the first game and that that started issues. And I and Makarov is one of the generals or one of his generals or some something had to do with that guy. And he's upset that you killed him. So now he's tar- targeting American. He was his uh, like one of his main proteges of the ultra national ultra nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 
But like that's not even like I didn't even really know that until last night when I watched a storyline video about this. Yeah, game. I read <laughs> like, I read a I read a synopsis this morning after I played it all night and yesterday. And I still just like when I played this as a kid, and I think this is a good t- frame of reference of like my age and mindset. And one of my favorite little notes is I because I don't think maybe the original does have su- subtitles in the infamous no Russian mission, it, but it does. I took me okay, it took me years after this game initially came out because i'm pretty sure i played it the first year it came out to realize when they're saying no russian they mean no russian the language but for years i thought they were saying hey take your time and and because they walked the whole thing (laughs) and so i think a kid who doesn't get that concept is playing this is like i think it's a little over their head and probably shouldn't be playing but anyway that's That's funny but i think just sort of a thing that i get a lot of this game even playing it today with you know yesterday i'm like the story feels there as I still, as I agree with you, as sort of mid chapter trilogy, but man, the delivery is so muddled. And it's mm-hmm. like your inability to sort of convey minimum plot details that are pretty significant. Like one of the missions you have to retrieve a device before the big war starts. And then it's later, that's how the big war starts. Was, oh, that device you retrieved, actually, they cracked it. And that's how they're able to do a surprise invasion of the US. But I did not get that at all until I read the synopsis. And I was like, oh, that's the significance of that. It's not, things aren't explained really well because this this game, I, at this point, they realize people don't really care about single player. People care about the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So that is the big focus, unfortunately, where mono, the other Modern Warfare is really focused on the story at the time still, where this game is like, we know multiplayer is what you want. We know that's why you're here. We have to tack on a single player because we have to. We feel at the time because you still did in 2009. You can't have a multiplayer only game. Like I think they, I think Black Ops Three might be multiplayer only. I don't know because I don't play them. So, <laughs> but you know, and so the story is just not. It's not, it's not that long. It's a seven hour campaign on easy. I ran through this game or something like that. Well, maybe six hours, and I spent a little time playing around with Spec Ops for like an hour probably. You uh, you beat it at five because I did too. Oh, <laughs> it's I not did. long. Because when when you posted, I think like during the earlier this week, I'll, mm-hmm. you you posted whenever you beat it, and you had five hours, and I was like, oh, then I'll, I'll just take care of it Saturday. Then I'm not gonna try to you know piece my way through it throughout the week. I beat this over a week ago. I it, it I had I'm watching a video as we talk because I won't remember stuff otherwise. <laughs> I I played it, so I remember most of it. And also, uh, Star, thank you because I actually did not understand the no Russian reference. I thought the concept was to kill everyone and leave no one alive. See, that's exactly my point. I that's what makes you mad. Did you guys neither of, play with subtitles? I played with subtitles. No, I did. Oh. I okay. that's the thing is I just I feel like that's such a pertinent point because when I think about this game and the storytelling, I'm like, I was just a kid. That's why I didn't get these concepts. But even playing it today and knowing some of those beats, like by this point when I played it yesterday, I knew what they meant. But there's still other parts where I'm like, what is happening? Why it's, is the antagonist the antagonist? And I wasn't right. I was like, oh, it makes sense. But oh, God. It doesn't make sense because the antagonist isn't really even the antagonist as, as the story progresses. So, Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, the true antagonist. I mean, that's, part, that's one of my issues with this game, too, <laughs> is that the game focuses. I mean, it also it jumps around just like Modern Warfare. I'm assuming that's a call. That is, I know it is a Call of Duty thing where you jump around from different perspectives. And it, to me, it doesn't work as well in this game because you have the you have one character you start off with, which is an American that ends up getting uh, drafted essentially by Shepard, which is the big general of the United States Army, and sent to join this special squad calling one four one. Remember correctly? Yeah. Okay, and which is where the other character you play as Soap, which was the guy or your. You're some no, you're working for Soap, and Soap yeah. is the guy you played as in the in the other game, and 
Like it just you do doesn't... eventually play as soap in the last missions. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. really work for me. Like it doesn't. The other one I felt worked better because you had the American guy you played as in the in the in the Middle Eastern, and then you had the you know British guy you played as for the special missions, where it made more sense. This one jumps around a lot. Like your first level that you really do is in the Middle Eastern, which I don't even understand what they were doing or what was going on. Like it's just there. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't care for it the same. Like it didn't. This one doesn't grab you nearly as much either, I felt. I have a weird question. Do, do you either of y'all know whenever they implemented the update where you could turn off the no Russian mission? Uh, that was there when the game came out. Oh, was it? I'm I played this day one, which is not something you will ever hear me say much on this show. I bought this the day it came out. The limited edition version the day it came out. I remember I played it really early because, uh, and this is for the OGs out there, uh, <laughs> Akimbo FMJ rangers i was there before those were nerfed to multiplayer which was done very quickly because that was a combo that literally was just so like i think that was a thing that was really cool about the multiplayers they kind of had the updates and this was i think first one they really did that but i was like they did that i think in a month or two because it was so bad which back then <laughs> was like slow or it was really fast um so like yeah i was i was there i was in the trenches <laughs> Uh, okay, I didn't. I played because I bought this game right away because one, Call of Duty games don't go down in price, and two, I was trying to keep up with my friends at the time because oh nine, mm-hmm. my son would have been two, so I would have been still graduating high school six. So I was still trying to like do stuff with my old high school friends, and they'd play multiplayer games, but it didn't work out very well because I, I had a two year old. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't sleep when you want them to sleep, and when they do sleep, <laughs> it doesn't mean your friends are going to be around. So uh, it didn't work out well. But yeah, I think the perspectives, it's five perspectives. And I think in four, it's four technically, if you include the intro like scene where you're, I think a, a, some political leader gets assassinated. But it's a really nice thing because it's just like an American. So again, this is in uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. And then a different American. And what I think are some other perspectives, they, they kill off one of the characters in a dramatic scene. Yep. Happen, like, and I think that's one of the high points. And that is for this campaign, the, the story of it, a really big point that I think that the scene in four is so iconic and powerful from a story beat that they literally use that as a strong basis for a character's motive in this game. And like, that's kind of their whole thing. And I'm like, I think really that contrast of like, you know, I don't think Modern Warfare four is a story is like, Oh yeah, it's good and worth praising, but it's better. And I think it does what it's trying to do better than this game does with the story. They also had more time to make that game than they had with Mm -hmm. this one. I'm assuming this was kind of a rush because this is around the time when Call of Duty becomes a yearly franchise where they switch between the two developers where before it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. Maybe Call of Duty 2 and 3. But I think Infinity War does Call of Duty 1. Maybe they do 2 and then they did not do 3. Then they do 4. But I'm assuming there was more time between them than there is for this. This was and this feels like, you know, reused assets, which is fine. I don't mind. I don't have a problem with that. Like, but it just didn't. I just I didn't play the multiplayer. Obviously, I mean, I'm assuming the multiplayer is not even up and running anymore, right? Uh, It's not on the original and there is no multiplayer for the remake, which I do want to touch on at some point because it's really oh. sad. And but on Steam, a remake. Uh, yeah, they didn't do so. They did a remaster of the multiplayer for the HD remake of COD 4, but they didn't do a remaster of this game's multiplayer, even though the majority of levels are set pieces from the campaign, which is also a really interesting thing to think about in terms of like how game design is done. Because I've had discussions with my friend. Sometimes they focus more on like they do a story. And then they make multiplayer levels yeah. or sometimes and then they implement those in the campaign and build a world around it. And then but anyway, but with this game, when they did the HD remake, they decided they didn't want to do a multiplayer or they started work on, you know, 
making an HD remaster and multiplayer, but Infinity War decided in the end that they weren't going to do it. And I think, you know, Activision told them not to a little bit because the new Modern Warfare remake of Modern Warfare. I hate these fucking titles. I know it's terrible. 2019 <laughs> Modern Warfare, the first one of the new series, was about to come out in the same year, and they didn't want the multiplayer of uh, this HD remake to overshadow or take away from that. Yeah, they didn't want to cannibalize sales because they didn't care yeah. about. I mean, and, I'm surprised they even re- they even remastered this, but I think this is one of like this and the black and black ops are the two trilogies that people really talk about. Except I don't. I now I'm really curious to look up if Black Ops Three is only multiplayer or not. But I would say a, a very important thing I realized as I was going through this game is that this game has so many staples that are still in Call of Duty today. Gulag was born in this campaign and this multiverse. This is where Gulag came from. Gulag is such an iconic thing today in Call of Duty. Juggernaut was introduced in this game, in Spec Ops too, and then multiplayer, because you can get a kill streak to get you the Juggernaut suit. But like that's still around today. I think this game has a lot of a lot of components that still exist. It is very iconic. And I think for that reason, it's it, like I see why it has the reverence it does. And I honestly forgot. Like, I if you'd ask me, hey, where was Gulag first? I was like, I don't fucking know. But then I was like, oh, we're in the Gulag. And I was like, oh, shit, it's the Gulag. And like, <laughs> I think, you know, for that and how like the multiplayer in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original, you know, 2000, whatever, six, <laughs> that one, I think it, I looked it up. It existed. It did have a, a progression system, but it was. Compared to the progression system that was in this game for multiplayer, it's so much more vast. And there's call call signs and like little emblems to unlock. And there's all these challenges like UXP. I think the original had prestiging, but this one had like 15 prestiges. This and, one oh. also, if I remember right, people actually had more unique weapons. Like they could like put different things on their weapons. So when you kill them in multiplayer or in single player, they use this aspect too. You get you can pick up random weapons with different stuff mm-hmm. on. Well, yeah, the, the other one didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. I think it had some attachments, but I think they were a lot more basic. I think this one, like Akimbo, for example, I was not in Call of Duty 4, to my knowledge, if I'm, I might be what? with. But like this one, they added what all these things. Akimbo is dual wielding. Okay, so yeah, like, that was not in the other one. Yeah, so, but I, yeah, I think because, it, like, you know, I think 4's, the ori- Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, the original, not Modern Warfare 2, we should have talked about this before we started recording. <laughs> this is fun. But I'm enjoying this, so hey, I think, I'm not complaining. I think the story of that game is what's the iconic part. And I think the story of this game is not, and what's more iconic in history is the multiplayer. And the Spec Ops, I think, should be more iconic, but we'll talk about that. The Spec Ops wasn't bad. I played a little bit of this. I didn't play a lot because I just I was done with the game at that point. I was just finishing up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't think there's a lot to it but the fact that it exists and that they made it split screen and that it had two player options and some missions that required two player and that it introduced new mechanics like the juggernaut you know which obviously they probably I designed. didn't realize the juggernaut was first in this game I thought it was first in Modern Warfare 3 Yeah oh yeah no it is and that's and that's the thing is that it's not in the campaign at all as far as I know unless it's maybe it's like yeah cuz and I I was like maybe it's somewhere in the last mission if you miss it but I doubt it. But yeah, like it's there and then it's in multiplayer. And, you know, I think just I mean, here one element of Spec Ops that is a really just neat fact, which is totally easily missed. They imported an entire mission from Call of Duty for OG into this game, which is not anywhere else. It's only in the Spec Ops mission, which is the uh, 
which is the oh the nuclear power plant mission that's so iconic in four, where you play as Captain Price, whatever it is. Chernobyl, that's it. The Chernobyl. Yeah, the Chernobyl one is the really well that one. whole level is in a spec ops mission, and you like people back in the day, you could jump out of the map and you could walk around and see the whole level. I don't know. I they may have touched it up, but it wasn't like a major overhaul of the entire level. But it was just like wow. You guys took that level and shoved it in this game for this one thing, and it's that's the only way you experience it. It's not up anywhere else, and it's like, that's really cool you guys did that because that mission was really iconic, you know, in that storyline. <laughs> and this this game does have some iconic mission. I mean, mm-hmm. it really does. The first one is stupid where you're just in, you know, some Middle Eastern country and something, and things are happening because it, it feels too much like what was at the time because we, we were so much involved with that. But, like, when the first mission where you play with Soap, where you're, where you're on the, the Arctic base and you're trying to go get the satellite, that is a mm-hmm. fun-ass mission, and that's a great... I thought that was the first mission for what my memory was of this game. It's not, but it's a great first... It's a great early mission. Yeah. Joel, what did you think of it? I barely remember it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, that does go to my point. This game is kind of forgettable in that sense. Yeah. I mean, not to I, Joel, but just it, it kind of is. Like, I don't really remember a lot of it, but I'm watching videos. I mean, I played this a week ago, but... Like, it's still cool set piece. Like, they're still fun missions. They're just not... It's, this is not a super memorable game, I feel. Like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is. This is not... It's much less of that. I say, I just say, that there, there's, like, a very specific part I remember of his, being in this game. I don't remember the first two missions, I think, because they don't have a lot to do with the story. <laughs> and my my remembrance of even though I played this game yesterday... I think because I played the first, the opening... Like on Monday last week, just to get oh. it started, yeah. <laughs> and then I started off uh, yesterday playing the No Russian mission. So I think that's kind of where my memory goes off from there. No, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. We we can talk about. Well, first, I want to finish a couple more things. Like with the with the snow area, that's the whole level that really affects where the game goes yeah. because it's mm-hmm. because of that satellite that crashes that that Star had mentioned earlier. They cracked it, and that's what leads to the invasion, which is what the main story of this game is, which never gets wrapped up, which irritated me as a kid and irritated me again. <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah, but the first two missions, I think the first mission is very much just like, Americans doing American stuff in foreign countries. Hoorah. And then and the second one. the time. 09, 08, 07. I mean, that's kind of how, you know, Iraq would have been done by now, right? So, no. that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I think okay, it goes on forever. The story of this <laughs> game, the message, I want to get to the message it's so wild because I really feel like I feel like when you play through the original Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare OG, you could end with this <laughs> feeling. And I'm sure there were people who, you know, especially like very nationalistic, very, you know, I'm mean, going to use the phrase dude bros who are like, can't believe they just nuked America. And we didn't like respond. What the fuck, bro? Like, that's not how it would go. And ultimately, <laughs> the story of this game is a dude who goes, hey, they nuked America and I'm pissed. I want to make more patriots and a, and so I'm going to do all this fucked up shit. And he's the antagonist. And I feel like it's this really interesting like it kind of, if you look at the story from a, from a critique standpoint and an analysis, I really think it is kind of shitting on American imperialism and all this, but in the same breath, it's like, but we're gonna have fun with it, and and then do all this crazy shit that you know not great. And it's this really interesting dichotomy of like, I feel like you really want to tell me a story about like how this shit is bad, but we're still gonna go do it and go hoorah and have fun and do all this horrendous <laughs> shit. And I'm like, all right, sure, game. I and then again, when it goes back to, I don't think you're telling the story well when certain plot details are so hard to miss. Like they have foreshadowing in that first mission. Because he goes, the they, the general, the antagonist, what's his name? Stupid. Shepard. Shepard. Shepard calls in a, a strike. 
when you're at a bridge right on the city. And one of the random Marines around goes, you know, Shepard doesn't care about a danger close. And the last mission, he Shepard calls a airstrike on his own base where all of his like secret military army is. And he accidentally murders all of them, or the majority of them, which Not allows protagonist to capture him. And it's like, whoa, you did foreshadowing in your writing? And God, it's so easy to miss. And it's like, I really think you're trying. <laughs> you're not doing it. And it's so bumming because it's like so close, but not quite. <laughs> anyway, we used to talk about no Russian. Then, you're not wrong. First... We can talk about no Russian. I mean, that's, so this is the level that is the most most famous level of this game that most people probably, if you played this game or heard about this game, you know this mission. It's But it's completely skippable, which is a good thing. Be a but two you can or three prompt. I love the prompt. It's like, hey, are you sure? It's like, yeah, I'm cool. And it's like, but are you really cool, dog? Like, come on, <laughs> don't 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 be a don't be a don't be a nerd here. And it's like, okay, Call of Duty, sure. But yeah, it was a horrible. Like, it was such a topic of media back in the day. Yeah, it was big. Well, for those that don't know what it is, it, it you because you are a guy who inf- infiltrating one of the Russian ultranationalist Macra, which is supposed to be the main villain in in, in this game, but uh, we get there and. <laughs> You, you infiltrate him and one of his he they go to an airport and you're one of the players there and you just most of your mission is just running down and shooting people. And that's where you're wrong, Mike. Mm-hmm. You do I mean, not I shoot anybody. Yeah, you don't you don't have to shoot a single person in this. No, whole I don't game. shoot anyone. <laughs> so that's a weird thing. Did you guys at least shoot your guns? Oh, I shot like people. In- Okay. I shot the security in the art when the military comes near the end, but I don't shoot any of the civilians. I just leave it. If you go long enough and you, to my memory, and I could be imagining this, I'd love to, but this is what I remember. And I want now I want to double check. If you go long enough without shooting and you don't do it, they will murder you and you, and in your death screen. Also, I would love to take a second to talk about all those stupid fucking quotes. I hate these quotes. Cause, quotes. He, Cause especially if you play it on a harder difficulty, you see them so many Why? times Why and that? some of them are so stupid anyway, but when you, if you don't do it, you know, sometimes when you die in the game, if the reason you die is maybe a little obtruse compared to a usual reason, like a grenade or a bullet, it'll be like, hey, this is why you died. Look out for this. And if I remember correctly, in that mission of No Russian, if you don't shoot your gun, I think if you just walk long enough about shooting at all, they'll kill you. And it says your cover was blown. And I think like something like that's it. And it's like, oh, hey, you need to do something here to be, you know, and I think that was a really interesting thing. Also, another ramp thing in the second mission, there's when you enter the city, they're first like, hey, don't shoot anybody unless they shoot at us. And there's three dudes who are like staring at you. If you're shooting your gun like you're on a turret, it'll be like, hey, what are you firing at? But if you actually shoot near them, near the three dudes, we don't hit them. They actually run off. And I was like, oh, that's a really surprising thing to include for this. But whatever. That was one thing. <laughs> there's, there's like all these little elements. And then it reminds me of like spec off the line where I'm like, that's a whole okay, element. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's just interesting because it's, it's like that, but not in bad. Anyway. That's cool. Um, I'm curious to see if that's real, because that, 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 that would make sense. I mean, that's how I, when I first played this game, that's what I thought. So I remember I was shooting people this playthrough. I shoot my gun off. Maybe I shot one or two people, but I really just don't, I don't shoot. I just, because I don't want to. It doesn't feel right just shooting civilians. Yeah, you're not supposed I've... to. I mean, that's the whole point of this. But it's one of the few levels that really kind of like caps like video game violence. I think that probably, I mean, I'm surprised this wasn't used in political propaganda so i thought it was no maybe it was and i don't pay attention to anything it makes sense I, it was i think the it's just i want to go back and understand why infinity ward was like yeah we're gonna do this it's not and necessary it yeah it's it not doesn't... it could be a cut it could be a quote like you know like in between so in between missions there's these loading screens but also include dialogue and like 
It could cool just be a small cutscenes. Yeah, it could be not even a cutscene. It could just be like we had a shadow agent. He's and like you know, like sometimes they have pretty dramatic lines in these loading cutscenes where it'll be like, oh no, they're getting all over us, and it's like we could have been like, we got a man on the inside. He's going, but we and then like you know, talking about it. But no, they it's interesting, and I want to remember why Infinity Ward's argument for like, yeah, we need to include this, especially at times where like high school shootings were really becoming even more prominent in in discussion <laughs> and media, and it's yeah. all this stuff that when it's like, why? What in your right storyboard writing room and design and all of the playtests, everyone went, we got to do this. It's so important. As I'm seeing it here, as I pulled the Wikipedia, so we, we had to really sell why Russia would attack the U.S. Make the player have an emotional connection to the bad guy in Markov and do that in a memorable and engaging way. That's a very fail thin. And in a memorable way, that's for sure. This is a memorable yeah. scene. But it, in my opinion, this also wouldn't make a country start a world uh, a world war three essentially because right. this doesn't look like a government operation i mean just because yes i mean i don't they don't ever even say if they know if they figure out that the guy is a you know military soldier but even then like if an american went and shot up someplace they wouldn't you know declare war on america because an american did it i mean same i, so you know, I, th- well, I think there's America. a lot of background plot with background plot of the ultra natural ultra nationalist rising up and actually in the in the description i read the president of Russia doesn't want to do it. He's like, eh, I don't really want it. But the pressure is being applied supposedly by the population of Russia and probably the uprising nationalism of it. And again, is it realistic? I don't fucking know. Probably not. This game's basically the Michael Bay films of video games. So if we're going to sit here and be like, oh, is yeah. this realistic? Not Fuck fair. it. My partner was watching me when they, and Russia was invading America and I was killing those people and they're like, uh, is that against the Geneva Convention? I'm like, I don't fucking know if that even exists in this universe. We don't ask questions like that. And I just kept doing all this shit and they go, oh, that's definitely against the Geneva Connection. And I knifed some dude and they're like, is that a serrated knife? That's against the Geneva. And I was like, okay, I hear it, but let's, that's not why we're here, I promise. Go play Spec Ops the line if you want that. That's funny. It's just, it's just one of those levels that it makes you feel icky, for lack of a better word. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good playing this level. It's going to get ickier. <laughs> what, in three? Or oh, no. I, I also have the wiki article put up. and Oh, it, Christ. Yeah, it is. The airport setting for No Russian was inspired by the air travel safety concerns following September 11th attacks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the comments I make about this game's story can be applied to all of it except No Russian. I think No Russian is a horrible choice. And any reason they give for it, you know, I'm sure part of it in... I wonder if Activision pushed it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it was... I bet there was sensational behind of like, oh, it's so edgy and out there and it'll get us so much coverage and blow this game up. And of course it did. Regardless of what (laughs) they say their intention was, a side effect of doing this was, oh, it's in news. Oh, people are talking about it. Maybe some parents don't buy it for their kids. But just, you know, all all new all news, bad news, good news is news. Yeah, good news. it's it's proper, you know, not propaganda, but it, it's coverage. And, you know, exactly. it's people are going to want this game. But I mean, it's just it's a level that just feels very unnecessary. Plus, because the whole aspect of the level is that you go through the level and then they realize that you're an American and you were, you know, and then they just shoot you and leave you there. And then because of this, Russia then declares war on America and invades, which you see right after this, which it's never exactly stated how they find out. But again, reading through synopsis, the best guess. And again, never even confirming the synopsis. I was like, oh, it's not prob- It's not ever confirmed. It's probably uh, Shepard who does it, though. Shepard's probably the one who somehow, you know, leaks it to them, whether directly or indirectly, because he wants the war to start. So yeah. he, you know, he makes the soldier, he puts him in this in this cover up, and then he blows the cover intentionally to make the war happen. 
poor economy. Yeah, not wrong. And then, and then it's right after this, I think the next level you have after he's killed is, oh yeah, then you're in Brazil, yeah, the Brazil level, which I want to talk about, where uh, you and Soap are chasing down some arms dealer for some reason, because he knows uh, Makarov or something. Yeah, he's the arms dealer to Makarov, and they're trying to get and more info and get I, evidence that the American was a was that the Americans didn't do it. It was Russians and that the American they found was a cover person, basically. But also, like, I don't know. I just I didn't like how I mean, I'm guessing, you know, all that rec- information can be found. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I found that online. I did not figure out. No, I mean, like that way, information about a person being in the military. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. It, it's just a I mean, it seems like a bad reason to declare war because I don't think that would have I me. Mean, OK, this is going to be a bad example, but I'm going to try to use it anyways. If I can hey. make it sound all right. Hey. <laughs> Mike. 9-11, for example, like, I mean, we wanted to declare war in Afghanistan. We kind of did when we had nothing. It wasn't it wasn't the government. It was people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah. they, they used I it as an excuse to go after, you know, I mean, evade Iraq, which had nothing to do with it. But, you know, it was just that same type of thing. But I even though we did was, in my opinion, wrong, but like it's not even to the scale of what's happening in this game with Russia. And I don't believe that would happen at all. But I think I think the scale you're referencing is more just the, you know, uh, how it's viewed as a world power doing it. Like when a world power does it, it justifies it in certain ways. It calls it other things. It says, oh, we're looking for weapons of mass destruction, blah, blah, blah. It's fine when we do it. But then a world power doing it to another world power is sounds unfathomable because it's just never really happened well, in modern more of the like, More of like what this is, where you have them completely invading America. I mean, plus... I guess also look at everything that's happening right in current day with Russia and Ukraine. It's like, yeah, I don't, if Russia can't take Ukraine, I really don't see them traveling across the world to invade America, to be honest with you. At this exactly. Point. Like, yeah. And it's, so it makes it a little more unbelievable in that aspect too. Yeah. I think. And I think that's a, a, a problem on theirs because the opening cutscene of this game, the opening loading screen cutscene is really just talks about how, even though in the last game we won quote, the ultra nationalists still rose up and there's still these very, and Marka, Marka, whichever one of the antagonists of the first game has become a martyr. And I think a lot of that is kind of meant to really help sell this idea. Yeah. And I don't think it does it well. I don't think it does it enough. And even then, you know, after all that, you might still be in the camp of like, no, nah, it's still unrealistic. And I think that's a totally fair thing. And do I think so? I don't fucking know. I'm not a goddamn No, it's like, fine. It's just professional. I'm, I'm a history buff. So and I, I like I like learning about wars and stuff. So I, I look, you know, I, I'm looking at this a little bit differently. But mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is but well, no, again, like I said, the Ukraine thing after everything's happened to Ukraine. I'm like, yeah, they, they can't even take. I'm happy they can't take Ukraine because they shouldn't even be there. But like, you know, I mean, really think like, yeah, I don't I don't foresee them attacking america i just don't not like this but nothing neither here nor there <laughs> so that's just what i thought about when i'm playing this oh but back to the brazil level i mean i thought that was kind of cool that you're running through the slums and you're chasing after people and you're just fighting tons of gangsters i guess yeah i think they're basically militants working for the arms dealer it's yeah like a, i mean small mini to army to be fair that has happened in history like that not in brazil there's a in cuba there was a city or a count an area of the city that's completely run by a coke lord so yeah. And he had people like 400 people just fighting with with just guns that defended him when the police came. Yeah. And then he dressed up as a woman and, and tried to sneak out and got caught in a checkout. <laughs> I mean, he literally just had a wig on and a dress and shaved and put glasses on. And they, yeah. they went, hmm, you don't look like you. Hmm, you look a little suspicious here. It's like you're the number one wanted person in this country. And you think you're <laughs> no, it wasn't Cuba. It was Jamaica. Sorry, Jamaica. But it's like, really? Like, you're completely maybe you would try it better. Like, it wasn't it was a really bad disguise. Like, they, they took his mugshot in with a wig on. <laughs> so That's they made great. him keep the wig on for the mugshot. It's bad. I saw it on the, on the documentary. I'm like, wow, this is bad, guys. Um, so yeah, I can I could believe that part a lot more after watching that documentary. 
But the yeah, I think with the the like, I think the missions of Brazil are very forgettable. Except yeah. when I was around, and I was like, oh hey, this is that one mil- multiplayer level I played way too much <laughs> of. And I think it's really cool. Those are the moments, especially in the HD remake, really fun to be like, yeah, we didn't get the multiplayer, but this is that level. But I think like besides that, it's pretty forgettable. It's really annoying. That was probably the one of the missions I had the hardest time with. And as I, there was a really neat moment with, cause I was playing the HD remake where I was in a little, like, cause I was playing on not veteran. I started on veteran, but I turned out about a hard where I was hiding in a little stairwell, like alcove that I was laying down. I was like, Whoa, I remember doing this when I was a teenager. Ah, the memories. <laughs> and then I kept going, but outside of my personal nostalgia, which I think is a big element of this. And I will acknowledge till exists. The, I think one of the biggest, like fun, dramatic story beats that has become so iconic in the series is the end of this of your of their time in brazil when you're getting to the chopper and you're like run it you're you're like oh hey we finished what we're about to do and it's like oh no they're swarming us we gotta go and then it's this dramatic like running through you don't fire at anyone you're just like jumping over rooftops and oh no you fell down but the chopper's gotta go so you gotta run back up and, <laughs> like i think it was kind of an interesting thing to be like it felt like such a baby version compared to what the series now goes to like what it was going to go on to do with like we need to have this dramatic epic moment of like wildness and i was like oh this feels very nice and tame versus like we're in a decaying gulag castle we got to get roped out of here and it's gonna be explosions and there's gonna be shit everywhere you know <laughs> so i think that was kind of neat as a the element of the brazil levels i was like oh nice okay i'll i can definitely agree with that i got uh, <laughs> i got stuck halfway through this mission mm-hmm couldn't figure out where to go, or yeah, I couldn't figure out where to go. Uh, you had to like climb up on some stairs to go up into more stairs to, because because the go here marker kind of goes like, a, oh, you have to be here, and I look and it's like it's on top of a wall. It's just find <laughs> some stairs to go around. You're not wrong. It's it's confusing. <laughs> I will not disagree with you one bit on that. It's uh, very confusing for no reason. Did you play this the the original and the remake? I played the remake, the whole story, and then I today this morning. Uh, booted up the original on my console and started messing around. I went through a level or two, but then I went to Spec Ops because Spec Ops has a lot of the levels of the campaign. It was kind of looking at it visually more so, but I did. But Flavella, which is the name of the city or the little like area in this mission, it is in one of the Spec Ops missions. Man, those cutscenes are beautiful. I was watching it earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, these are handsome men. It's playing it in the original graphics is funny because the intro cutscene has flashback scenes to the original Call of Duty 4 OG. And it's funny because back then it showed those and then it boots up like the actual campaign and you're supposed to be like, whoa, the graphics. And again, just time. You're like, oh God, I went from HD to this. You guys look so chunky and like just <laughs> textures on, on fears. Like, I think honestly, I mean, a lot of the characters, they all look great, but Shepard is a big one who it's like, because uh, in, the, in the story, there's random scenes where you're really in Shepard's face. You get like these really up close shots. And in the original, even I think back then it looked a little rough. So seeing it in this was like, whoa, you're a handsome ass man. You're right. You are gorgeous. <laughs> I know I'm going to throw a knife in your eye. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But, you yeah, know, I was even at the plot of this it, in terms of being forgettable. I beat the whole thing yesterday. I was like, what happens next? I'm like, I think this is when Russia invades America. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. <laughs> Surprise. They do. They okay. do. Yep. Oh, and did you guys catch it the the first the the first level is called Wolverines? Did you guys yes. get that reference? I'm seeing it. I'm too young. I, it sounds familiar. Red <laughs> the first the first Red Dawn movie is what that's it. Yeah, yeah. The reference never, to that. I've a, never seen. Oh, go ahead. I've never seen Red Dawn like at all, but I got the reference. I've seen it once. This apparently game, I liked it. I said on Facebook. This ago. game has a lot of references <laughs> in, especially like I was so as I was playing through a. 
like Juggernaut is a reference, and I know that because when I was playing through the Spec Ops on the original, which is the only place they are, I was like, just play. I got an achievement, and the achievement for killing a Juggernaut in the Spec Ops says, "I'm the Juggernaut." Dot dot dot, and I'm like, holy oh my shit. Wow. Yeah, and I think that's really this game does have I think a lot of pop culture references back then you could get away with, but I do think it's funny just be like, oh, look at that. All right, that was, a, that was a that was like an early meme, right? Before memes. Yes, I believe I'm so. I'm the juggernaut, bit. Yeah, I think it was. And I think that's probably why. Oh yeah, also talking about memes, the this was the first cot because again, they added a lot of the cosmetics for the first time that became staple very quickly in terms of like your title card, your little emblem. This is the first one that had bleed and weed and blunt references in it, just as a fun fact. Um, you know, if we wanted <laughs> yeah, they knew. Yeah, I, they knew. Again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. It weed should be completely legalized everywhere. There's nothing wrong with oh, that. So. that that's a fun fact. Almost there. That's a fun fact. Weed is legalized here as of last week, and nice. I ate, I ate an edible yesterday, so I was completely, you know, I wasn't completely stoned, but I also uh I was high yesterday while playing this, and I'm like, yeah, full teenage experience. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I, I ended a similar thing. It wasn't as edgy and on brand, but I, I made a classic dinner from when I was a kid called Frito Pie, which is literally just a can of chili, Fritos, and cheese. Oh, and I was eating Frito it, and I was like, man, this doesn't pie. feel as good in my body, but this is iconic in memes. We're not. Yeah, my body's not that anymore, exactly. I sent a list of the Modern Warfare 2 title cards. You guys can scroll through if you want. But at 238 to 240, there is Joint Ops, High (laughs) Command, and Blunt Trauma with little uh, weed. That's funny. I was never into the whole weed scene when I was in high school or after that. Like, I I thought it was so stupid. It wasn't until I went to Vegas and had edible. I'm like, okay. Because now, you know, they're they're becoming illegal, so I'd be became more like, okay, like, I get it now. Like, it's, you know, but I was very much against that culture and everything for a long time because I, I think I fell into the racism and I didn't mean, when it, I didn't realize how much racism there was to it. Like, that's the reason Oh, yeah, why. totally. I mean, the whole reason yeah. why it was illegal because of racism, so. That and the leftover of the drug scare of the 80s and 70s and 90s of being, like, there and, like, hey, weed is the worst thing ever. It's like, no, it's it's really not. It's, it's fine. It's not bad at all. It's, it's better than alcohol. Alcohol's yeah. worse for you. But, yeah, I think, like, these title cards, man, they're nostalgic and, like, it's really neat. Like Noob Tube. That's where it's, I'm pretty sure this game <laughs> was. I mean, it's probably there was Noob Tube. I probably think it was there is a Modern Warfare 4, yeah, I think. With, there was. Uh, it probably was oh. invented there socially in a cultural level of the gamers. But this is, I think, the first time they observed it and been like, hey, you. there is a perk for Noob Tubing. And you get a little perk. And it's a chili dog with, like, onions. I don't know. It's funny. But, like, I think a lot of the multiplayer and why it's memorable is they just add all these elements that are really cool. Like I saw, for example, as I was scrolling through a like goth esque femme presenting person as a title card, I remember being like, Oh, I remember thinking that girl's a very attractive, but then also B I'm like, Oh yeah, now I'm a, no, I want to be a goth femme bitch. This makes sense. This all tracks. Thanks. Just another, <laughs> a, another, uh, Oh yeah. One of those moments. But now think, you got my. I wasn't gonna look him up. But I didn't care. But once you said goth girl, I'm like, okay, I'm all in. Now I'm, I gotta start scrolling. Oh yeah, let me I, bring it on. It's to a uh, two forty seven to two fifty two. Give you the exact numbers. Okay, yeah. thank you. Because I I realized I have a thing. It's it's yeah, it's that. So oh, I, sorry, uh, what were you gonna say, Joe? As I say, I know I I completely. This is two thousand nine. There's also a bunch of My Little Pony references in here too. So yeah, this tracks. This completely tracks. Yeah, which I think is just very <laughs> funny. Like, looking at this feels like a very honest snapshot of culture. Because Modern Warfare 2 was <laughs> one of the most iconic, probably, multiplayer games on the Xbox 360 during its lifespan. And they had a lot of, like, you know, it had DLC. They, so they had some stuff. I don't think they added any stuff like this, to my knowledge. But, like, looking at just sort of the things they're referencing and memeing, some of it's just, like, you know, whatever. But, like, for example, 121, 
boom, headshot. Like, that was a meme and from another game. And it's like, it's very interesting to see this, like, non-campaign writing story based like what are we going to make memes about in this game and it takes a snapshot of the time being like huh drifter which is like a neon car with blue and like purple backgrounds like oh that reminds me of tokyo drift huh you know so okay these are cool i i did not play much of any of the multiplayer of this just like i said earlier but yeah this is okay definitely amusing. yeah this is i think a really important element of like why i think the multiplayer was so iconic and why people have so many so much nostalgia memories for like i can remember levels in my head that just didn't exist and like you know some of them were in the campaign but there were other ones that's like i just remember how they sectioned off certain areas of like i was running through a room in flavella and i was like oh yeah this room wasn't in the multiplayer map huh and i didn't i knew that from memory not from like oh yeah it's and so like i think and that goes back to my thought of like, wow, they I'm really sad and surprised they didn't do a multiplayer remaster because I think it would have been really cool. And I think it was the right move because they're like, hey, we need this new Modern Warfare to fucking pop off and be a success. And it was. But, oh, yeah. Nostalgia. Mm. I mean, hey, if Nintendo has proved anything this past week. A remaster doesn't cost as much money because they sell every game for $60 and they sold Metroid Prime remaster only for 40. So it must not be as expensive to make because oh, it's too I mean, much I'll, for a game. <laughs> uh, um, I I'm, I'm just if I want to play it, I'll play the GameCube. But I'm also a cheap bastard, so there's that. Yeah. It is it is fucking. Oh, but gorgeous. I do want to talk about the first level, the Wolverines level. Like I, the stuff with America, where you're getting invaded and everything leading up to it. Like, hey, we got uh, we got bogeys. Oh, we don't got nothing on here, and all of a sudden they just start getting bombed, and it is very intense. And I mean, again, the target audience is American, so it, it's mm. an intense thing, especially what have been in 2009. To, you know, think of this idea of being invaded. I I feel like it was a it was a fear we had back then too. After everything after nine eleven, it took a while. I I like to talk about this part the most too because this is like the main introduction of what you'll be basically switching back and forth missions for. This also the weirdly part of it being a Red Dawn reference and with <laughs> what's what's going on now currently in twenty twenty three. They we always have this big fear of someone invading us, and yeah. it's weirdly enough always the Russians, which is weird because Russians I, were the big power from the. Co- End of World War II onward so far. They're one of the big powers, and they're one that we've never been completely allies with because... A lot of animosity. Well, one of the biggest reasons to to why we didn't become allies with Stalin, like we could have... Well, Stalin was also mad, mad, mad. Nothing to do with it, unfortunately. It was because the president... God, who the fuck was president? Was it Truman? No, not Truman. Roosevelt. Roosevelt dies... And when Truman takes over, Truman was the vice president at the time. He wasn't included in any of the any of the talks or anything that Roosevelt was doing. So when Roosevelt died, all the promises that were made to Stalin went up in flames. And Stalin was pissed that he was lied to. And it wasn't really Truman's fault. Truman didn't know because they didn't communicate with Truman because they didn't like him. So mm. that, that plays a big part in where the animosity begins in history with them. Because if they would have done things a little bit differently, it might not have been... Cold War might not have been the way it was, but there was just so much animosity towards Stalin and it wasn't even for everything he deserves it for which is all the you know millions of people he kills later on it wasn't for it was just because they just didn't like him and I think I mean yeah most of them is Russians the only other one I can think of is China and that's very few and far between I forget what is not Medal of Honor I forget what the Chinese like the big triple a title that had like China's antics home front that's North Korea Mm, oh North Korea North Korea is yeah probably like the only other ones sorry that's a little big mix up but that game also wasn't too popular so I don't feel too bad that game did not do well no but I think like as an element that's really cool of the campaign and the story act one I don't think maybe it does say this campaign takes over the course of like five days six days and act two would act 
yeah, Act 2 and Act 3 are very compressed. And so Act 2 is like where it really starts with Russia invading America. That's like, I think, day three or whatever. And, and then the next like two or three days are like the next, what is it, 12, 13 missions? And so, yeah, a lot of it is going back and forth between America getting its shit pushing on the East Coast to <laughs> all of the British specialist forces running around the world trying to save the day. And, yeah, I think the intro scene has a lot of drama to it, especially back then. It felt epic of like, whoa, this yeah. thing that feels afraid, but also kind of unrealistic. And this thing I could never imagine seeing in real life, but kind of. And it's all, oh, there's the Russians, we got to defend our home. And, oh, man, it's all. Oh, but, in the, like, at one point, one of the lines, which is iconic, and also the writing, is they make a sign of yours. He's, 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 like, uh, who's the voice actor that's in this, by the way? I, they, no I have no idea. He's a very iconic video game voice actor. I need to look it up. But he's, like, the main leader. He's, like, your main period. Oh, of Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. Yeah, Keith David's in this. And he's oh, great. yeah, the Keith guy David. from, well, many things, but Men at yeah, Work. Actually, one of them. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, Rick and Morty. We won't. Never mind. Sorry, that's a bad <laughs> reference. Very topically bad, but it was intentionally meant to be that. Gross. But Keith David rocks, as far as I know, knock on wood. Keith yeah. David's in this. He's great. And, like, Keith David's talking with Command. He's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, uh, uh, he's like, I need air support now. He's like, sorry, all air support's currently engaged in other things. And one of the other Marines running through goes, did Command just tell us to go F ourselves? And Keith David's like, we gotta keep moving. And I was like, okay, all right, let's, come on, please don't. You're, make, you're making this epic moment a lot less epic with this writing. I mean, I think that's something that somebody would have said if you're in that yeah. situation. I so, just, it may be, but it's it still feels, it just feels cringy to oh, me and, in that moment. To be like epic, dramatic seriousness, and then the writing, it may as well oh, like Fast and Furious a little bit. And you can swear, by the way, on here. Feel free. Oh, no, I think he no, says, no, he, he oh, says, yes, he says, yeah, well, after yourself, says, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, says, that's a quote. Okay, that's stupid. Never mind. I disagree because it should be. I mean, if I'm a, I, okay, I've met a few soldiers. I mean, they would be swearing, you know, especially in a fucking battle like this. You'd be like, they need to go fuck ourselves. Yep, they totally yeah, go fuck exactly. ourselves. And Not I, F ourselves. Know, maybe, who knows? Maybe the year should be. I don't fucking know. I doubt <sighs> it. But whatever the reasons, yeah, no, the line is literally the command tells us just go F ourselves. And I was like, okay, that's all right, let's keep moving. I'm with you guys, um, dumb as hell. But yeah, and then like even, uh, I think, I can't remember. And this is something I I didn't I don't think it is because I feel like I would have read it when I was reading the synopsis. The mission ends with you trying to secure a high value target. I feel yes. like it might be yeah. the president, but I don't know. It's never stated if it is. I don't think it is because the president okay. is in a different would have been a different vault with many more people. I think it's just yeah, that's twice. That, I mean, you are in D.C., so it could easily be a senator or you know a House representative or something like that. Would be I considered. think it's yeah not as super relevant like for whatever it is. But yeah, yeah those will all be very important people. It yeah, was. but I mean, it was it was fun to like. And oh, Burger Town. Burger Town was born Burger in this Town. game. Burger Town is a huge meme in the franchise now, and especially with the revival remake of these games. Like, that's a thing. That's a whole element. But like, yeah, you're running around at the end of the mission between the different like fast food chains. Yeah, and like the fact that it's <laughs> yeah, totally a reference to Burger King. I mean, like, as a guy I, who worked at Burger King for three months, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny to see like you know this. I mean, one of the element of in the story, like oh, it's the iconic fast food, and we're fighting the the enemies in it. But it's also cool to be just bouncing between these buildings and like you know, uh, it's where you get predator missile. You get to fire that off, and that was fun. Oh, another level I completely forgot about. <laughs> I'm watching the video again. Is the the oil the oil refinery when you go on when the oil? Where do the hell? I can't think what they're called. All of a sudden, I think the it's an oil rig. rig is the oil, oil rig. Oil that's the term. word I was looking yeah. for. Mm -hmm. I I get a kick out of that part. I mean, that was a good yeah. part. It's saw the the uh, in the whatever blast and clear scenes are really cool. There's a there's one thing I want to bring up before we we run off away from the first your first what oh, yeah. Feel free. Uh, section because this is still in between like 2001 and 2000. I actually very specifically 2011. 
I only bring that up because I joined the military and this was whenever. Yeah, this is when everything was really big and everything was like America. Yeah, you know, you're not American unless all this other Mm -hmm. stupid garbage. And so like playing this opening part, I actually had for some reason, whatever I was watching, I paused for a little bit to play this part and like the music swelling up and it just really needs tones of America. Fuck yeah. At some point patriotism yeah but it, it's very over. patriotism because uh, it wasn't up until 2011 we finally found saddam hussein and i bring that up because i was in line getting my shots at the military base like first day and they're like look at that boys we got saddam hussein <laughs> we did it yeah and i'm like does this mean we still have a job and they actually <laughs> they actually started letting people go like i know at least like 10 people that got kicked out of the military for asthma and they've never had asthma before they just I- found ways to get people out it's fucking weird i got hurt and they kicked me out oh okay i guess That's, they. Did, i guess after they, they figured they didn't need as many soldiers after that huh yeah it's weird i think it's a very you feel like you especially have an interesting perspective with the time frame when and like with this game and how it was back then and how i mean how it is now is such a weird like i say you know sort of the dichotomy of what the story is versus how it's being presented and what the message is it feels weird to be like what do you guys really not want me to be down with this? Because Shepard's a dick. <laughs> and Shepard's the bad dude. And he's mm-hmm. like, because, and I mean, that's, I think, the whole thing we can get to it. Because as we're getting there, even though it's not revealed yet, Shepard causes all of this to happen because of, and he quote, this is the one, there's one quote in the final moments of the game where he says, whatever, six years or three years ago, 50,000 people died in the blink of an eye and nobody cared. And and looking at the synopsis, which I read when the, I learned the rest of this, Shepard was in the military in the events of Call of Duty 4 OG and a nuke goes off and there's this he has all this animosity and negative feeling about how that happened and he felt like we didn't do enough and so he gets really frustrated so he builds up his private army or secret army I think it's still technically in the like whatever his his boys and he you know has this goal to revitalize American patriotism and he does that through causing a terrorist attack or t- yeah a you know terrorism t- event in Russia by forcing a, an invasion essentially to happen through his like background games. And I think it's a really weird thing. Like, what do you want me to feel here? Writers of college. <laughs> Cause I'm getting so many mixed messages. You have a snowmobile scene. Oh, the snowmobile scene was also epic. I don't know if much more needs to be said, but that was stupid. Dumb That's fun. Great, like, yeah. It's a good um, scene. Also G19 Akimbo's. That's, uh, that's my favorite. We can keep going now. I just want to shout that out too. Mm. It, it might be like an actual legality thing where we, they legally can't make another country the bad guy unless it's like, a, oh, no, this guy. Because I think about the point of the last one in Modern Warfare 1 is, oh, this guy's Russian, but he's not with Russia. He's with his own people. And maybe it's the same thing with this. Like, oh, the bad guy's not some guy from Russia again. It's actually American. Because if we say it's like if we say it's Russia, we might actually get someone in trouble. Yeah, it's very damaging cult- on a culture level, which I can yeah. see. But yeah. I'm trying to remember because, like, this is when Russia invades America. I don't remember what happens next on the British side. Of, oh, like, you go the, to the the oil rig. Is that next? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's wild. Yeah. So the oil rig. Or there scene, might be a small level where you're escaping in Brazil, which we already talked about, and then it yeah. might go. Oh, so you're it goes right. back and forth a bit. You have the you have the Burger Town stuff, and then you go to the oil rig. Oil rig, I think, is really good. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the strongest from like, like a gameplay and yeah, like just the whole scene. There's also, I remember a really iconic Spec Ops mission with that, which is like one of the hardest ones, which is why I remember, because you have to fight like four juggernauts and it's insane. But yeah, and it's just a lot of these epic moments of like, you're saving civilians, you're fighting the nationalists. But 
Also, if we're going to plot stuff, and I still don't understand this, even reading the synopsis, I think when you get to this point, they go, hey, you know, we're trying to have a counterattack, a sort of pushback into Russia. We need you guys to take down these anti-aircraft no, the, things. The oil, oil rig rigs. is because you find out from getting information that somebody who Makarov hates is a prisoner in this gulag. So, so the oil rig and everything is all leading up to going to the gulag. Exactly. Oh, to push okay. through, you have to, it, it says, that's the, that's what's, that's the point I'm getting to say so of that. And they go, well, in order for us to get there and get air support through to get to the gulag, we also have to take out these, uh, these anti-air things on the oil rigs. And then you do that. And th- that's the part though that's weird to me. And I still understand everything in text writing is like, oh, he's Makarov's number one enemy and he have him in prison. We have to go rescue him. I understand. Spoiler, it's Captain Price, one of the main cool-ass dudes in the first game. But their reasoning for that is so weird, where it's like, we need to, I think it's they need to draw him out. So in order yes. to do that, we're going to rescue his, like, worst villain. Because and I'm then like, we'll get his attention. Yeah, and I think, so the weird thing is also, Captain Price, that's what they do. In the end of 4, OG, Captain Price is, like, bleeding out on the road. And, I, no, they don't talk about him, I think, at all in this, up to this <laughs> There's point. There's more I mention. can... Yeah. It's and not so explained I, in I either game. I think it's game. meant to be ambiguous. That's like, no, did he not. die? Did he not? What? There's a live-action something <laughs> that I saw in my Call of Duty history thing I was watching before this show episode that that's where he gets captured. Wait, what? I think they released that after this game came out, because I read about that. I was reading when I was like... I think they did, because I think the drama of the end of four is, is Captain Price dead? Oh, no. And that's what makes this scene feel really epic when it when it reveals who's his worst enemy. Oh, shit, it's Captain Price. He's alive. He's been in jail. What happened? Because at the end of four, yeah, initially you're captured. Okay. By it's called so, Operation Kingfish. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's a modern modern warfare three thing. Yeah. And they, and yeah, they, you learn about that after the fact. So it's so this, this whole thing going. was just. That's stupid. Exactly okay. my point in that it's like, so in the midst of Russia invading America, the British forces, the special ops trying to save the day and figure out what to do. They just go, ah, oh, shit, we got to lure this guy out. I don't know. Let's go save this dude. And in that element, it's dumb. And then it's, oh, it's because it's Captain Price. We want to have a dramatic re-entry. Hey, guess what? This is also dumb now. You could, like, we could have done this in a bunch of ways, but the way you did this feels so flat yeah, and this unnecessary. Is, I really thought this is something that came out before, like, in between the two, or some point after, or, like, you mm-hmm. know, some point within this, not, like, it came out with the next game to explain something that they did. Yeah. Okay. And I, That's I, dumb. I actually have, like, a list of questions I was going to ask you. My biggest question was, wait, why is Price in jail? Yeah, so I'm, and that's why. Yep, and it's not explained at all in until the, after. In, in the short movie, huh. I guess he gets he's in some mission with Soap. He gets shot. And they leave him for dead. It's, and then yeah. Shepard is telling Soap he died when he got you know. But he Shepard Shepard assembles the one for one in between all the events of the last game and this game, and he gets the you know Soap Captain Price all these people, and he sends them on this mission, and it goes foobar. It doesn't go well. But everyone, thankfully, to my memory, gets out except Captain Price. Captain yes. Price gets captured, and then it's ambiguous. Even in this, what happened? But back then, I don't think any of this was public knowledge. So four ends, four OG, and you see Captain Price getting CPR on the bridge, and it's totally vague. You're like, oh shit! And then he's yeah. just not here. And Soap's the leader. So I think you're, the players might be like, oh, I guess, you know, I guess Price didn't make it. And then, and then you go. So, but the reasoning is so dumb. It's the writing for it. But yeah, so you finish the oil rig, you get through more. Bad shit in America is happening. You're trying to get through. You get to a, you get to, you go to rescue, I think, a different VIP, but they're actually dead. Also, totally just a, like, footnote. 
but it's meant to be like leading into who's the real villain is before you go and rescue him there's a weird like highly trained totally like, interesting soldier dead on the ground they go who is this this guy isn't one of our guys and they go we should take a pic of this and figure out what's going on. Oh, it's one I of didn't Shepherd's put that guys. together. Yeah, I didn't put that together either. I didn't either because of the synopsis. That's how I found out. And I get so Oh, mad. it's supposed to be one of Shepard's secret army? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, exactly. I think the writing, the writing of the story is like, maybe this could be good. I'm not saying it's a banger, A plus, it should be praise story, but it's like, you know, there's meat on that bone. But then the delivery <laughs> is so piss poor that it makes me upset because I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's pretty bad because I... I did not realize that's what I they were going forgot. for. I oh, a different Russian I, soldier. Yeah. No, I, guess, I totally forgot. I guess you're supposed to figure it out because like, because it's supposed to be like a bunker. And whenever you get to the bunker, who's with you? That ghost or some, or someone's there. And it's, they're like the actor. Uh, yeah. It might be Keith David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith David's character. Yeah. Keith, you're like, your character is like, wait, how is this the, the presidential bunker? And Keith David's like, no, this is, this is the real one. The the other one you see is the one that they show off to tourists. So it's supposed to be a thing of, well, how does someone know what the real bunker, where the real bunker is supposed to be? And I guess that's supposed to be your other hint. Yeah, I think, yeah, that makes sense. And that's after, that's a few minutes later after the MP goes off and you're trying to get back. Oh, yeah, the MP goes off. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, which now makes sense. And it, I didn't even read the synopsis, but I bet this is the implication. Having um one of Shepard's secret soldiers, I don't want to call them that, uh, whatever they're called. One of his, one of his PMCs. Maybe they're yeah, geckos. What, one of his uh, <laughs> one of his boys dying there probably implies also that Shepard sent people to retrieve whatever was in that briefcase because you never find out. It was just we need to get this highly classified content and then it's already gone. So I'm sure Shepard swooped in and maybe scooped it up, or maybe Shepard's boys were just you know but with the person. In any case, that's how that mission ends. And okay. then you go to the Gulag, if I remember correctly. With Gulag the is that's uh that's one of the more like famous missions of this game. That's one thing I remember. Like whenever I see a shower scene. Like when you're in like a prison shower, I still think of The Rock. So, wait, what? <laughs> the movie The Rock, not The Rock himself. Oh, okay, okay. The <laughs> movie with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery when they go in the shower scene and they get and they get massacred all but the two of them. That makes more sense. I was yes. quite confused. I was like, I need more context because I'm. You know, <laughs> feel but I think yeah, and I think this is kind of one of the other big, most memorable event that really kicks off the future Call of Duty of we need to have bigger and bigger scenes. Which is, hey, you're going to this old castle, which is no longer a castle. It holds. Uh, Russian enemies or you know the ultra nationalist enemies and you have the extra most bad guys there and you go through this like thing which again even in um the most the mo- the original Modern Warfare remake the like 2019 version the Battle Royale map they have has this structure in it and it's very similar it's not exactly one to one but like as you go in there's like a weapons room that like has these little walkways to different areas like that's in there and again, I think it goes back to really emphasizing how this game is iconic and has so many set pieces that last even to today. But the, it's outside of that, it's still a really cool, epic scene of you go down, you rescue the, the his enemy, it's Price. Oh, shit, Price is here. And then also during all this, another hint, I think that's supposed to be there, it wasn't said in the synopsis, that Shepard's evil is Air Force is bombing the castle, your, your allies, the Americans. And they go, I thought the Americans were supposed to be on our side. And Shepard's like, ah, I can't do anything. My hands are tied. The Air Force is going bananas. And it's like, Shepard, really? You can't tell them to stop? I doubt it. Um, they make it so sound they, like they're just mad about and they want retribution. That's yeah, I whether, yeah, and I think it's an interesting, it's like, it could be that. It could also be Shepard being a dick. And be like, oh, nope, can't do it. But uh, So then you rescue Price and the Americans keep bombing the shit out of this thing while they're still in there. And then it's this epic scene of, we gotta get out. You almost get out one way. It collapses. 
you go, we got to turn around with Price, and you get it. And you're like, fuck, where do we go? And I think your character gets unconscious, you wake up, and he's shooting a flare out of a tiny little hole, and the chopper goes, I see the flare! And then the ropes come down, you all attach <laughs> on, and you get fucking, you know, yanked out. I don't think that's how any of that would work, but it's Michael Bay's shit, and it is fun. These are the moments where I'm like, oh, this is good, dumb fun. If you take this as a snapshot, don't do anything cool. And then you put it in with everything else, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, it is fun, but... <laughs> but yeah, Gulag, solid. Sorry, I rambled. You guys, <laughs> please. No, it's great. On. I love it. Oh. Oh, amazing. It's it it is it was a cool level to play through again. I I did enjoy it. Yeah, I have uh, a also have another. There's a weird gameplay mechanic that's introduced here too. That because uh, since there's not a lot to gameplay in this game other than the shoot gun, they introduced the riot shield here. Oh yeah, oh, I hate them. Hate yeah, them. Cheap bastards. Everyone. Hate. Everyone hated him in multiplayer too. I don't think they were as annoying as the other ones, but yeah, they were they were a topic some people would do, especially because. Multiplayer, you throw them on your back, and then you couldn't get shot in the back. They'd have to yeah. shoot. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that was a whole thing that was cool. But it was neat to have, like, I think the campaign does a really good job of that. It's like, hey, we're going to introduce you to these things that exist in the other one, like uh, the Predator missile. And they never do it, but on the Spec Officers, they see one there, like the Riot Shield and all this other stuff that feels really cool. Oh, like Heartbeat Sensor, how those work, because Heartbeat Sensor was an attachment of multiplayer you give. It was not really useful, but people did use it sometimes for certain things. But I think the campaign does a really good job of doing that while still doing whatever it's doing, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> I feel like there was one other thing about it. I can't remember. I've been talking a lot, but I gulag <laughs> solid. And then you save price. And then, oh, then this is another element of the story where it really starts, I think, come together that Shepard's weird, where you rescue price and price is like, oh, we did it. We got to go help the Americans. We got to stop this war, quote. And there, and Shepard goes, no, you need to get Zarkov. We need to kill him. And and Price just shuts him up and he goes, oh, communication fell through. Damn. All right. Let's go to this submarine with various missiles like uh, and do some shit. And it's like, oh, shit. Shit's getting wild. Cut back to America. America's still getting real rough. And it ends with your the protagonist and you making a last stand and I think a down chopper or something. And you run out of ammo. And you're like, oh, shit, we have no more mags. And the Russians are coming in. And then it cuts back to, like, I think that mission, I don't remember anything besides just like, well, we're trying, but it's not going well. There's a lot of running around. There's a, this game has a couple parts where you're in charge of, like, an, you know, which was a thing in the 360 era where you have a turret and you just run a turret. Oh, yep, yep. Nah, yeah. But it's essentially leading up to where they're, you're, you watch everybody die and you think you died and the game cut. And then it goes to the the British again. Or yeah, one there's, a, one. there's a big white flash. And you're like, oh, no, what yeah. happened? And then you find out Captain Price is, has this idea of we're going to go get to this Russian submarine with a bunch of missiles in it. And we're going to use it. So it's, you spend this really cool mission doing that, being badasses. as you this fight was, your way. Submarine. This is a fun mission, though. I enjoy I it because there's some stealth to it. They're like, you can shoot them or you can leave them. I oh, that's yeah, that's how they yeah. start. Oh, it's vague. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's up to the, the place. And then when the you forest. get there, that's when things go to hell and you start doing a lot of fighting because at first they're just trying to sneak. It's you and Price just sneaking along and Price will be like, well, you take the left, I'll get the right type of thing. And this is the first mission I think you actually play as Soap again, which is a really cool moment because yeah. before you're playing as other people and then they decide like, hey, we're going to say, oh, yeah, Ghost is also in this game. I think Ghost may have, I don't remember <laughs> if Ghost, but Ghost is iconic. He's still around. This is, I think, Ghost, like, main debut. But this yeah, is the only guess. game until is the yeah, Is that, yeah, that is right. But they, he don't make it out of this game alive. No, he didn't. Spoiler. Oh, yeah, oh, we're getting there. We're almost there. But yeah, no, yeah. He's the guy with the, the face mask. He's on the cover of Modern Warfare 1 or 2, I think, right? I think, too, yeah. I, he's more of a, I, they don't kill him. He's much more prominent in the new trilogy because he's such an iconic character that people are like, oh, 
It's the Emil effect or the ghost effect where it's like, oh, they have a skull on their face. They're so badass. There's also uh, a comic about him, too. Yeah, I think. Which I, I didn't know they, existed and I do I not want to read. So I don't think <laughs> when they, I think when they wrote his character, they were like, oh, he's really cool. And then he blew way the fuck up and they're like, oh, shit, we killed him. God. Well, yeah, no, I agree. It, it post game stuff with him. It really feels like. He's just, you know, he's just, just, they just like, oh, this looks cool. And then it somehow became a huge thing to people. He is a badass at certain points. I can't remember. There is a few, like, in-game moments. He doesn't do a lot. Not a lot, but, like, enough to be, like, have people grip, you know, attack The mask. People have a thing. Even, like, the Punisher, for example. People love the Punisher, not really understanding what the Punisher even stands for, so. Emil in Halo Reach. He just has a skull carved into his helmet when it's like, hey, with, like, scratches. And, like, hey, that's actually really dumb. You should not do that. You cannot see so much of the thing. (laughs) I love Halo Reach. But yeah, so you you go through this mission. It's the first time you're playing a soap again. It feels like the old days with soap and price doing the bad. It's definitely shit. a cool experience. Yeah, and I think that is kind of the moments I'm into because this is the start of Act Three. It really like kicks off this feeling of like nostalgia and being badass with the two like iconic characters from the last game. We're gonna get shit done. You fire away the submarine and Price. You you break off from Price. Price goes in and you're like covering him, trying to take out the guys, but they start getting in. They're like, oh no, Price, are you there, Price? What's going on? The missiles start prepping to fire, and they're like, Price, what the fuck is going on? Are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And then a missile fires out. And at first, I think they're even calling it a nuke. They're like, oh, it shit. It's an EMP, which so is... It's still a nuke. A nuke just is, is, hasn't... Is that, like, what is... Yeah, I, mean, I can explain I, what, this. The way a nuclear bomb works, which is not talked about a lot, but when a nuclear bomb goes off, one of the effects is an EMP blast. So it's he, part of if, it. What he does is by activating it in space, in, in space, it doesn't get the explosive part of it, but it gets the EMP part still hits. So what so, he does, he does it to cause chaos and hopefully give the Americans advantage. How is that going to, you know, I mean, it does, yep. but how did he know it was going to? I got nothing, but that's he, yep, totally fair. He shuts out all, the, all their technology, which I, I mean, OK, I guess because the Americans is going to be their their area. They know the territory, so they don't need technology as much. Where for the Russians, they're completely in a different place and they don't to have the technology fair, yeah. know what they're doing. So Price, they are a special operations unit, all this stuff. He probably this bad. You could argue his whole background knowledge. You can yeah. imagine how it would help. Also, I like did. Would he know that the White House somehow still has power? I don't know how they don't even touch <laughs> on They do. Show, yeah, the White House still has power. We got to fight the White House. I'm like, OK. And only did it have power when you're in it. Yeah. yeah yes. Oh, that's shouldn't. the whole thing. And EMP like, yeah. would knock out all that. Yeah, I don't know. They never explain it, but that's the whole thing is like the Russians have the White House. So at the end, it's like they're about to do basically Resident Evil to this bitch and blast everyone because they don't want the Russians out of the White House. And you have to fight to the White House to be like, hey, command, we're here. We can talk to you. We've taken the White House back. Don't don't airstrike us. Don't blow it up. Yeah. And so but we have a cool moment where you see other people lighting up flares, too, on the other buildings. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's cool this. It, I actually missed that when I replayed it, but that's fucking rad. But yeah, so you do that price, you launch off the EMP. Thank you for explaining that because I was confused. They do definitely yeah, call it makes sense. It, um, it's just not talked about. Like EMP wasn't even a thing that was known in in like you know pop culture for a while. It's more. I mean, it's been around for a, it's been a thing, but I forget what movie. There were some movies that first really had to like explain what EMP was. But yeah, that that all nuclear blasts have EMP. It's just part of what happens with the effect of them. Which I'm trying to remember. I want to say it is. Yeah, it is. It's also a kill streak in the multiplayer. That's like I think the second highest between, or it's technically the third highest because the third, the highest is twenty five kills with a tactical nuke, and then you instantly win the round. Christ. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the kill streaks they're they're very funny because that one is always available. It's all like the other ones you have to pick three you like. Within the the high one of the the highest one I think is Juggernaut at like twenty because I'm seeing here the EMP is fifteen or eighteen. 
and then the nuke is the highest. But everyone can get the nuke. If you kill 25 people in a row without dying, which is insanely hard to do, but people, and that's the thing, that you could get, a, like, I think something that told you how many nukes you've gotten. So sometimes you join a match and there'd be the sweatiest nerd there who's like, nukes gotten 312. And you're, and that's people, people made it a goal back then to like, how many nukes can I get? And it's, it anyway. But the EMP is, is a neat thing where it's like, hey, they actually do, you know, they show it to you in the campaign and then you go back and say, like, oh, the EMP is a um, kill streak you can get in the multiplayer. And it does this effect. The really cool, like, uh, red dot goes away. You're like, holographic site breaks, all this stuff. It's like, oh, this is actually neat. And it was, it was a fun element heartbeat sensor goes down anyway but yeah so you have that epic moment and then at this point i think essentially the russian invasion is basically stopped so then it cuts for the game for this game for yes. the game yes yeah it's not it's for whole, the series for the story of this game it's that's as far as we're getting so then it cuts to the, i think basically the rest of the missions are about there's what, two what two or three missions left essentially three i think yeah three uh the next one is the mansion where you have to you go to some house where you're sent to where it's supposed to be makarov has you know where Makarov could be at, and you just fight a ton of fucking guys. Where you're raiding this this man, this house, this big mansion. Oh, it's too. Roach, we've we are an hour and twenty minutes, and we haven't said the guy's name. If you're yeah, playing as soap, you're playing as yeah. Roach. So yeah, they yeah, said Roach. Roach and Ghostface. There, I don't remember his name. Ghost I, Ghost. I should. Go, it's oh, it's Ghost. Ghost. It's just Ghost. Yeah, they send them to. They send them to one. <laughs> they send them to one spot, and they send Soap and Price to the other. Yeah. Who does it? The general, that's who does it. So Shepard, yeah, because it's all part Shepherd. of the, it's all part, which you don't find, you just, when you find out that he's betraying you is when you, you go to the house, you steal all the files, which I almost failed this mission completely because I kept my checkpoint, it saved, and then I lose like a couple seconds afterward. I had to run from where I was at the checkpoint, uh, shoot the guys, and it took a few tries, like, I don't want to do this whole level over again, it wasn't that long, but luckily I was able to pull it off. Yeah, they have another a couple times. Mm -hmm. Another very memorable multiplayer map was this one, which is neat <laughs> to do. It's, it's just it's cool because it's the HD remake. And it's like, oh, I get to appreciate it here. Cool. I wish <laughs> I could play multiplayer. All right, let's keep trucking. Um, no, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad I have someone on this that did experience that multiplayer because I get such a big component of this series. And it's something that I don't do at all. And, and yeah, and I think with a lot of games, it can be meh. But I think, as I've mentioned many times for this, it's so important for the series today it as it is 100%. that it's it's not it's worth like being, you know, that's the thing, too. If you play the HD remake of this, I do. And I will tie right in. I don't think you need to replay this, especially the HD remake. I don't even think you need to replay the original. But for what you it don't. is, it's so important for the series. If you care about the series, all. if you don't, then yeah, fuck it. But um, anyway, you yeah, you get the files. You oh, go to and leave. to correct what I said earlier, because I did Google it, Black Ops 3 does have a single player. Okay. Yeah, that, well, must be very memorable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I never played it. I just... I just yeah, I, that, I, thought that, I, I remember... I played 1, and I liked 1. I think I played 2, and then by 3, I think it was getting bananas. I was like, I'm out. Anyway. Oh, yeah, 1, 2, and, and 3 are bananas. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but it, Black Ops is the one with a really crazy story, right? We're going to do Black Ops after oh, we finish Call of Duty I would Modern love Warfare. to be there because I think I bet that story is also hot trash, but it wants to think it's cool. I also <laughs> have never beaten Black Ops 2 or 3. I never even played 3. So I that's just, that would be something brand new for me to finally knock off my backlog. Anyway, so you get to the, the you get the files. You go to leave. Shepard walks out. And you're like, we got the files, but he's not here. Let's go help. And he goes, well, that's one loose end. And he shoots you in the chest. And then before... Mr. Ghost can respond. He kills Ghost, and it's this. And this is probably one of the biggest points in the whole story. Uh -huh. They're like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" One, he's evil. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, uh, we all could have if you uh, did this delivery story better. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah, maybe a little A, mostly B. 
he takes the bodies. You're getting burned alive as you're barely conscious, and so and a uh, fucking price is going. What's going on? No ghost. So he shoots you first, and then ghost reacts, and he shoots ghost. Yeah, and then you watch as he lights your bodies, or you know, you and his body on fire and burned to death as he flies off, and then. Price, I, I, I don't remember. They figured out Price and Soap are like, oh, this, he's evil. He betrayed. And then they go on a suicide mission to kill him and get revenge and try to maybe prove that it was him, but mostly just for revenge. I think I they get information where they're at, or I'm not exactly yes, sure what fr- triggered it. So they get the information from the the OG antagonist, Zakov Zork, whatever his name is, who we've talked a little bit about. But yeah, they get it from him, because I remember the enemy of my enemies, my friend, is a pretty iconic line, where they are, a shepherd sends his guys to the other spot to fight the ult, the Zarkov and his men, and you, and then that's where Cap and kill Price and Soap, and you're going in between the two fighting, and they're all trying to kill you. But then over the comms, Zarkov gives you the coordinates Macron. of his... Uh, Makarov, thank you. I can remember. I think Zakharov's four. His dude. Makarov yeah, gives something you like that. Form. But also, it. I they find out before, like when this part starts. But I don't remember how they like what. Neither happened. do I. But something happens. They find out that you're being betrayed. Yeah, and then they get the yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I don't even remember how, but they figure it out, and then they get the coordinates, and they go, "Well, let's go kill him." And it's like his hidden base. And so then after you, I don't remember why. I think. What is the other point? I think maybe you're just trying to get out. Well, first the airport, you're just trying to escape, and that's when you see his, that's when you first really see his private army, which I was really confused why these Americans were helping him. I didn't realize until this conversation that it was a private army. So I've been using that phrase. I don't, it may be a subsection of of the military that are basically hyper patriots that he's cultivated and like gathered to be his boys, I I think. I After don't everything know. has happened in this country in the last few years, I completely can believe that. Yeah, no. yeah. And with what the plot of this game and, again, the 50,000 people died. Do- oh, wait, no, that's four. <laughs> However many people died and no one cared. And so, yeah, you get the info. You got a chopper with uh, an ally. Who Nikolai, is actually pretty- which is Nikolai, the first pre- game, the other game. Yeah, and he's pretty prominent in the in three after this, to my memory. But, yeah, it's you, you Soap, Captain, and Nikolai go off to for the final mission to end it all and get your revenge. I also want to say something weird. Mm-hmm. Also, Shepard makes uh, Price and Soap the most wanted men on Earth somehow. Oh, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Just casually. Just, just casually. Uh, yeah. And th- so it, make, it makes sense, I think, after they kill him, because the, people don't have the context of what's going on, and they just find Shepard dead, and they know who did it. But yeah, no, at this point, I don't know how you do that, but damn, that's impressive. Well, you just make that the, happen. When Russia invades, it kind of talks about how he gets a blank check for one thing. Yeah. So he gets yes. completely charged, which, you know, my history thing, as history has proven, whenever you have some kind of great crisis in a country, people are very quick to give someone unlimited power. You have a fictional <laughs> reference, Palpatine, for example, in Star Wars. You know, you have the Clone Wars start, here, give him power. You know, for realistic histor- historical things, Hitler, when the build, when the, the Reichstag burns down, he burned down himself. You know, he's given complete power because of the fear of the communists. You know, yeah. I mean, this luckily didn't turn out terrible for us, but it wasn't the best. Like, you know, look at 9-11. 9-11 happens. Bush gets a lot more power than Bush would have had normally. Yeah. And, you know, it, anytime you have a, historically speaking, have a big event like this where a country feels in fear, they will give leaders way more power than a leader would have normally. So the idea of Shepard having this much power is is reasonable for history. And ultimately, I think this was one of Shepard's goals, was to get this power yes. to then achieve his ultimate goal of, now I can really create more events and get more patriots, super patriots, I'm going to call them ideology, in, my, in the army, and get revenge for 
what happened all those years ago, basically. Which, I mean, again, it's not that far off. I mean, there if you have the right leader, there's always going to be people who will succumb to a con man. So. Say, if there's one thing I don't want to talk about right now is Hitler. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wasn't referencing Hitler. I was referencing someone else. But oh no, no. But you discussed it when you were. Yeah, talking. you said like, I have Hitler's to because power, yeah. anything with history, I will always go down that road because he is a great one of the prime examples of getting power through a trick. Oh no, I I have the funniest thing to tell you off recording, Mike. Okay. Um, I, I don't know <laughs> if Lars heard of it. Oh, okay, see, that's after hours. You guys don't get to be here. <laughs> so we, yeah. So then you have Secret this epic base. mission. Uh, yeah, where you go through and you're chasing him and you're fighting all of his boys and then he kills his own boys twice through two different means because he's an idiot and he's <laughs> so like self uh, protecting and serving. And at the end, you finally get to him. You start duking it out. He and then how does it? I, I like you, you. He go. He gets in the hell because you guys both go on. Rat. First, you run through the whole secret base. You have a couple cool stealth scenes. After you get to the base, he knows you're there. He ends up oh, doing the enemy close thing, bombing people. Yeah. He gets to a helicopter. Price shoots the helicopter with a sniper rifle while you're in a raft right before you go down a waterfall. Mm, And then you guys crash down the waterfall from the raft are kind of messed up. Price crashes in the helicopter. And then you go after you crawl. You don't crawl. You walk towards him kind of haphazardly. And then you try to stab him. And then he stabs you with your own knife. He stabs soap with his knife. And then soap is going in and out of consciousness. And then right. And then he's monologuing at you with his big ass Magnum, which was a pretty iconic (laughs) thing related to his character. And he's like, and then he explains the whole thing about, like, people died in the nuke and nobody cared and I'm upset and I'm going to fucking get revenge and be where I'll be patriots. America, fuck yeah. And then right before he shoots you, fucking Price comes in and tackles him. And then, oh, he fires the gun off. And now it's, oh, he kicks the gun away. And now they're duking it out fisticuff. And Soap has knife in chest. Losing consciousness, very understandably. Are you supposed to hold F or tap F? Because I feel it took forever to rip that knife out of your chest. I think you're supposed to tap. (laughs) (laughs) That explains that. So you, yeah, and then it tells you press F to fucking alive yourself by taking knife out. And then chuck knife, which throwing knife was a big lethal weapon in the multiplayer. And you, (laughs) and it was an insta-kill, so it was a very usually cool, be like, oh, I throwing knife. But you throwing knife fucking him right in the eyeball. And then it's you get carried off by Captain Price somehow at this point. And I think that's where three kicks off is you guys are in the chopper and you're like bleeding out. But they save your life. It's banana soap lives. That's my main spicy point here. I'm like, how really? Really? That dude had a knife in his chest. He unknifed himself and throwing knifed him in the eye. Really? If, if, if horror movies have taught me anything, you could survive a knife in the chest. Look at most of the Scream movies. You can survive a knife in the chest. I have heard you can survive a lot of stabbings depending on just where you're stabbed. Um, <laughs> but not through the eye. Yeah, <laughs> no, not through the eye. And Shepard goes down. And then, you know, it's done. And then, yeah, it's revealed that you guys are most wanted. Um, even more still. And they find the body and they attribute his death to you two. And then... Um, a big other line there's been is that as Shepard says at the beginning of the game is that you know history is written by the victors it and is. that I think is an interesting element of you know you guys won you stopped Shepard but you guys are still now the most wanted and it hasn't been quite revealed yet what he did and then that's what launches into three which I think has a lot more meat on the bones of that story in terms of the element. Give an example of the victor writes the writes the book. Uh, one thing that's not any American history book is in the Revolutionary War. Britain beat George Washington in one of their battles and made him and his army march back in their underwear in the cold. Oh. And that's not in any English textbook. It's only in French textbooks. Also, another, yeah, another it is fucked up when you think about it and you think about where they're located, like it's fucking cold up there. I mean, I like you guys are assholes. 
another example being everything that happened at the end of World War II with Japan and America. That's very much it's all, especially oh, yeah. the immediate years after. But even today, it's still pretty the- like people argue like, oh, we had to do it. Japan was going to fight with sticks. And it's like all evidence it, from a more critical standpoint really implies Japan was not that lethal, especially oh, at a citizen level. It's, army wise, they were lethal. Army wise, yes. And even then, there's discussion and rhetoric and arguments of how much was it? I want to do this for my country, or I really don't want my friend to die and I care about him, so I'm going to offer my life and all this stuff. But yeah, the, you know, at back then it was already. I but anyway, yeah. To, Regardless. You, since you there. brought it up, I'll make it quick. It was, I mean, the nukes weren't, probably weren't necessary, but it was also a show of power. But no, it, yes. it, it's, if they wouldn't. Before they did the nukes, they were going to invade because they were trying to stop the war. And the military at the time, which this has been proven, like they their whole thing, we would we would fight to the last man standing, last woman standing. We will everyone would fight. It would have been a bloodbath. The discussion of that, I think, is but, very long and in depth. And I would like to have you at another point because I think there is evidence for there both. are. I watched a really, really good World War Two documentary that I feel like was pretty unbiased that talks about what went on and what was like what. The mistake war. I mean, they talk about stuff like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that or what, like, they, well, why it happened. It's really good. It was, I forget what it's called. Look it up, but that kind of explains some of the information I have. Yeah. And I could go on to mine. But regardless, <laughs> more prevalent to this, America and Post was like, yeah, we're going to really categorize what the fuck happened here and we're going to have all this. But yeah. That's and fine. so I think it goes back to this weird point. And again, Joe, I'd be really curious your thoughts about this with what this story is trying to do because it very much then makes Shepard the bad guy and Shepard and all the shit he was trying to do bad. And then. So I'm just left with it's like maybe both are bad. Maybe, you know, the shit with Russia and they were doing with the ultra nationals is bad, but maybe also American imperialism and, you know, extreme patriotism is bad is what I don't it know is. what this story is trying to do at the oh, end. I will say that every time it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm not questioning that at all. Cannot make that more clear. But what they're trying to do with this story, I get more confused as I think. I'm like, what do you want me to feel, Infinity Ward? No, they were confused, too. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh. You know, hot take, that's probably the best answer. Because in the end, what as you've said earlier, this game is about the multiplayer. Set piece is <laughs> the multiplayer. So if we really break it down, it's like, hey, we're doing this. And they're riding, they're like, ah, uh, uh, I don't know if that's good enough. Fuck it. Shepard's evil. What a twist. All right, on to three. Okay, now let's focus more on multiplayer. Imagine being like 15 in high school and then going back and being like, oh, man, did you guys spend up all night playing the campaign? Do you have any other friends being like, no, we just played the multiplayer all night. It's like, oh, I, I was <laughs> that kid. I, used, I would play <laughs> multiplayer with my friends, but I always try to beat the campaign on veteran first because it made me feel like, yeah, I did that. All right. Off to go do the stuff everyone wants to do. But I do. I had fun with it when I was young. And I, you know, especially now being the person I am, more critical thinking, more informed, more, you know, whatever. I I can view the story in a very different light. And I. I don't think it's it's not good in a lot of ways, and it makes me mad. Even today, we had confusions that even synopsis readings, I'm still confused on a few things. Small, but because it doesn't explain stuff. It's yeah, fine. the delivery is really poor. Oh. About it. <laughs> yeah, go play multiplayer. Not That's not why people want it. it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go play multiplayer. Shut up and go play <laughs> multiplayer for 800 hours, and let's start the live service shit early. Fuck. Anyway, so yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. Mike, feelings, thoughts? I have questions, comments, and memories to mention. Oh, yeah. I got a few. First from the I watched. I got more than I expected, by the way. So <laughs> first from the I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay. I got from Star. One of them guest co-hosts <laughs> you got is P. Quit. How did she get so queety? I don't know uh, what you're trying to say. Uh, that's internet speak for P. Cute. How did she get oh, so cute? Uh, I, I don't speak internet speak, apparently. That's fair. I, that is a joke of me calling myself cute in a very ironically vain, joking way. Oh, and now that I've explained it, 
it feels so much worse than if it was You're a welcome. little comment. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Let's keep going. It's okay, Star. From Matt I... Pickleton. Oh, sorry. Joe, what were you going to say? I was going to say, it's okay, Star. I speak lead. It's okay. I got it. I, I don't, say. apparently. I'm glad. I hope you appreciate it. Anyway, we can keep going now. <laughs> From Matt Pickleton, my most played cod ever went into a midnight launch at walmart while i was in college played it so much the first few months it just stopped working for some reason went out <laughs> and bought another copy immediately also the last cod i beat on veteran okay i feel like most xbox games were like just should out on you if you played it for actually like a long, long i time. my game cracked on this too that's why i have the hardened edition not the regular edition yeah pre- making prestiging and adding so much to the multiplayer really made this thing last forever for people i think for that element because campaign you know that person what they're talking about is multiplayer probably they did other yeah. stuff but after the first 100 hours there's no way you're still doing that other stuff so it's like the longevity that they made with multiplayer is incredible and disgusting by today because it's it never died it never went away and never will mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and i have more i have a lot more from Justin Bayer, good. I don't care what anybody says. This is one of the most anticipated anticipated games of all time, even by people who never play COD or only do single player. Like COD 4 and World at War sold well, but in terms of pure excitement for a product, the lead up to this game was immeasurable. Barely you remember that, but I think I agree. I From Nabil Azu- popping off, yeah. <laughs> Azu- Azu- I played as a 12-year-old guy over at my friend's house. Since my mom didn't let me play M-rated games, the four of us had a ton of fun. Okay. <laughs> From William Izari, I want to understand. I want to understand the absolute hold that Ghost had on the youth, considering he's like two scenes and doesn't do anything. Yep. Yeah, I think I think we touched on that quite a bit, and just do cool do with Skullface and let let him live forever. But and not people don't understand. Like again, like to bring up the thing, I kind of like how many people have the Punisher on their car and don't really understand what the Punisher stands for. So. You know, yeah, like, I, I think today like, all the stuff they've done with his character, it's a lot more justified. But yeah, I think just back then it was cool. And then, you know, in any other s- sequential game, they had like little nods to keep his memory alive. And maybe people like, oh, he's so fucking cool. I I like the new Punisher logo because I'm a weirdo. I haven't seen it. Uh, now I'm going to look it up while we're, t- while we're talking. So, yes, I, 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 that's <laughs> why I like when you keep talking, because then I can do stuff like that. And oh, is it with the curvy skull, the curvy like horn? And yeah, the, the horns. It's, it's Japanese. That's pretty thing. badass. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, pun- you have to put it in the chat. Come on, I'm sure it's Punisher logo new. Nothing, I did not find what I was looking for. Yeah, give me a second. You, go, you keep talking. I'll put it in the okay. keep, keep Facebook going. chat. Yeah. Let's see. From Mark C. Me thinking I'm hot shit at this game until a dude no scopes me from halfway across the map with an, a Kimbo shotgun. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's it's just like brings it back okay, to so much. Cool. You just hear the words and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in high school again. Oh, someone's calling <laughs> in a nuke. And I got a couple more. From this group, Lucas Lanucci. Something I never see talked about is that weird museum level after you beat the campaign where you could look at all the models from the game. You could also try fighting them all, but it was nearly impossible. Holy shit, I forgot, and I saw that in the menu of the HD remake, and I meant to boot it up, but I never went back. Yeah, it is a thing, and they just wanted to like show off their cool stuff, and it may, probably was a thing for like maybe testing when they were looking at stuff. But yeah, you could fight them, kind of like Halo Combat Evolved uh, Mission 1, where you get the pistol and you can go start trying to fight Marines that don't die. It was... It was neat. It was really, it was not a thing many games did. So I think that's that cool. they did it. I didn't neat. know you could fight them until I read that comment. Yeah. They like, I think there's a lot of elements of this game. That's neat. Like split screen. They don't have to include split screen. That is a lot more like pertinent. It has like gameplay stuff that should be praised. But there's still a lot of neat little stuff that I think is totally worth remembering and praising. Just be like, didn't have to do that, but he did. Nice. Great. And from Nate McClellan, friend of the show, spent a lot of time with this game. Didn't have Xbox live, but did local multiplayer with the family a ton. Also fuck honey batcher on, on veteran difficulty. Yeah, 
Honey, honey badger is a fun thing. I'm not yeah. sure what level that is, but because with that one comment and the other one, split screen multiplayer was totally a thing. You even had split screen multiplayer progression system. That's so cool. You, it, so if you and your friends would get together like every you know weekend or something and play together, you guys could have your profiles and be like, oh, I'm a, I've unlocked the Akimbo G19s with FMJ, and Sean's over here like I got the intervention with the with the thermal scope, and it was like that's a really <laughs> neat thing. Again, they didn't have to do that. That's why, you know, when they took split screen out, especially with the most recent trilogy, I think it was extra insulting because it was like, fuck, dude, this was sh- the, the shit back split then. Was and- thing. I mean, it was a great thing for people. I mean, I unfortunately didn't have friends around at the time because I, I, when I was 18, I moved city, so I didn't help. But anything. it had this impact even on people offline who didn't have Xbox Live or whatever. And I think that's, again, just another really cool thing about the game. But God, I hate this story. We can keep going. Okay. <laughs> also for the museum stuff, just to add to it, because I'm watching it, nothing happens, I think, until you shoot them. Yes. Yeah. That's Yeah, they're just there to be like, they're just uh, models to look at. And be like, okay, oh, and then when you shoot so pretty. a model and they come to life, I guess, yeah. or the whole room comes to life, I don't know. I don't remember it myself. I'm trying to watch, but they're not doing what I want them to do. They're just standing there. So, oh, there's a juggernaut in the museum, too, by the way. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh, so then, yeah, I'm guessing he might, there might be one somewhere at the mission where you're running between Shepard and the other forces. I, I bet there's it. one. I, well, I mean, that's that area. That's, I don't know. I don't know how much you would throw it. It may also only be on veteran or something because they did do stuff like that sometimes, but it was pretty, it's just weird that they would include it in the museum and be like, oh, it's only in spec ops and multiplayer. Anyway. It's a thing in three though. I know that. Yeah, three, three was a lot bigger. Yeah. It's been a really fucking long time. Okay, last from this from this group, from Jerry Floyd, that separate that Shepherd twist shocked me to my core when I first played it. The Falella level was dope with a killer set piece at the end. Lots of good memories of this game. Mm-hmm. Right. And from the official Laser Time community, from Andrew Harbor, I did a playthrough of every Call of Duty in a row last year. It was actually a ton of fun. Jeez. That sounds painful. Oh, that sounds that sounds painful, but also interesting. Well, I just can't do any game in a row. Like I will never do that again. I've done it with Uncharted. I played one through three in a row, and I hated it. I think it'd be worse on if they, they didn't say it, but I'm not sure if they did. But veteran, I'm out of the tail. All their games, yeah, it might be fun to kind of see how they change and like what happens between time and all. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like if you play if you play the same series that much in a row, it it's hard on you mentally too. I think. I, I imagine you probably took breaks, or you probably played like one a day or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean a row because I mean like the only game you play. But if you say if you love the if you love this style of game, it probably doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, exactly. It, you mm-hmm. know, different folks, different strokes. For them, might have been their favorite thing they've done in the last year. But like, oh, that was a good time. Yeah. Okay. And from Jason Whitaker, I'm I am old, so I started playing the original Call of Duty on PC. But I always loved the multiplayer. But Modern Warfare Two was probably the last multiplayer I put tons of hours into. After this one, they went off the rails for me up until the reboot of Modern Warfare, which pulled me back into the franchise. Yeah. And from Daniel Evans, uh, never played COD, so I don't really have anything meaningful to contribute, but I am weirdly at the point in Talk Radar where the game is just being released, and that makes for a weird little time cap. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read that because I know the guy, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, from the last group I'm going to read, from Giant Bomb, I got one comment from Martin Woody. Not sure how many hundreds of hours I put in that game, but it was it, it was a lot. I couldn't tell you a thing about the single-player player campaign. I think I played it. Is that the one with the snipe shot at the end, or is that the first one? Mm-hmm. This is the Yeah, and it's not either. I know there. I, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I think all taking all those as one picture, the split feels pretty fifty-fifty between people talking about campaign and people talking about multiplayer. Yeah. Maybe a little more multiplayer, but I think that really is a nice snapshot of how I think this game is remembered. And it's like, yeah, multiplayer is cool. It was around, but not a single person mentioned the spec op. 
And it makes it, it makes a girl sad because damn, well, I, I think the spec ops. Is three is where the spec ops was better, I think. Or no, the three has survival. What did three have something no, else? Three has like a survival mode that people did not like. Like okay. spec ops had these like co-op missions, which you could do split screen co-op that I think were pretty like dumb fun and you could get stars and they were short, quick rounds. But then in three, yeah, it was like a wave based survival mode, which I think one or two of the Port. spec ops missions are that. And so it's like cool to be like, and then yeah, like World at War zombies probably pulled from that too. But then they just made it that was the Spec Ops, and it was like fine at best. But a lot of people just didn't care. At least this, I think people, some people liked. I did. I'm sure there were others. I, I know, did not, when I was an achievement whore. Yeah, I you know, I think if I was, I was also an achievement whore, as I even call myself back in the day. I would much rather be doing those than whatever they had in three, because I remember I hated three's equivalent. I've only played three once. I played through it once. And I remember absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I kind of regret that, to be honest, because I, I really want to I want to experience three again because it's been too damn long. And I'm very curious what plus I just want to wrap up the series at this point. Now, now we're right at the end and you know, or more or less at the end. One last nitpicky comment. Sure. I don't know. In the HD remake, I don't know if you noticed this, Joe, when you're in the Honey Badger mission that someone mentioned, you get a laser sight, which you uh-huh. get to pin enemies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just used a a rent like a the G19 model. I don't think in the original I didn't get that far. Really, I don't think it's a G19. I don't think they redid the model for whatever that was for whatever reason, which I thought was interesting. That because it's just it just looks like a handgun. And he's like, well, you point a laser. I was like, okay, all right, sure. But that was a weird thing. That was like it just felt weird in the moment. <laughs> totally unrelated to anything. But I was like, I want to mention this, and now I have, so I feel better. Oh, and you can buy the whole Call of Duty franchise on Steam for only nine hundred and sixty-two dollars. Hey, or probably like $300 during the good summer and winter sales. <laughs> but yeah, they never go down. I, if you want to yeah. if you want to replay this game on PC right now, you'd probably go pay, I think, I think 40 bucks or something. 30. <sighs> maybe. Nice. 30, um, and, I think. And that's not including the DLC maps. That I'm pretty sure are still 10 or $15 per at full price. No, full price is 20 bucks for this game. I paid 15 because this game oh, never God. goes below that. Yeah. Modern Warfare 3, which... I might have to buy at some point now because I put it on the season uh, is 40 bucks on Steam. Just emulate it. So tw- $20, yeah, for the just the base campaign, a basic thing to get yeah. the the bundle. Oh, my God. The, that which has the two DLC maps, which are 15 a pop full price. It's $45. And I do have a friend. Shout out to Wesley. He does boot this up every now and then at, on PC. And just goes to multiplayer and fucks around. And he still murders with the sniper. It's wild to watch him. He won't have played it for two years, boot it up, and be like, oh, it's got like a 12 kill streak with like people who are probably so pretty regularly playing this today. So it's wild. I don't know. Here, here's the hoping that maybe the Steam sales will actually, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think, it'll make them cheaper because I was looking while we were talking about it like just now too. And what is it? What are we on? Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, 3 and 4 are both like still like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous in this in this time of video game. I was trying to look casually and quickly of like what the chart was for how cheap it's ever been, but it's uh it's not much on Steam right now for the most for this game in general. There are still 800 people playing it right now. That's weird. Yeah, there are people just diehard fans who like like my friend Wesley, except maybe just you know don't leave. But yeah, might have to see if you can. Still, I think the 360 emulation is pretty good these days. Tried 360 emulation. It's getting there. It's a lot like every th- I feel like I'm on here infrequently enough that every time we like talk about like Xbox or your Xbox is like, hey, it's better than it was last time I was here. <laughs> I, mean, I have a copy on 360. I'm looking at right now that I paid apparently twenty four ninety nine for for the sticker from a pawn store. Hmm. So, yeah, 
But no, I I, I like PC because I like mouse and keyboard a lot for, for, for shooters. That that would bring up a funny story. So I cannot play mouse and keyboard. I refuse to. And if someone was like, oh, you need to play mouse and keyboard for this game, Joe. Oh, go ahead and just break all my fingers then because I'm not going to be able to figure it out because I am I have dumb fingers. So, you know, it's like, oh, hit the F key, do something. I f- instantly forget where the F key's at. So I booted up big picture mode for Steam and found the Xbox 360 controller mode and played with the controller the whole time. It's been very nice that they've implemented that in the Steam. And depending on the game, it can be pretty hit or miss. But when it is there, it's really nice. You're like, oh, thank God. Because, yeah, I also pretty much predominantly play controller no matter what console I'm on. The lowest price that's ever been on Steam and USD on our Steam store is $9.79. And it was probably like once or twice. But, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll go down by like... To 15, as you Yeah, yeah I'm going to buy it when it's 15 next time. Uh, it's also on CD Keys right now, $18. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to CD Keys. Not sponsored, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll I'll probably end up buying it again just because I really like PC. Because I we played the first one back in, God, I think it was 20, let me see. I had it pulled up. I'm going to re-pull it back up. So yeah, you want to hear our first episode, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare episode 169 was back in... April 3rd, 2022, so almost a year ago. I I was literally sitting here going, did I play that recently? And I was like, I can't remember. And then when I pulled up Skype, I saw our chat that I was in that, at least added to that group. And I was, <laughs> call ended one hour and 54 minutes. I was like, oh, well, I did play that recently. And I was there. Huh, fair enough. <laughs> so, hi. I guess I came back for the sequel. Because you got to have me for three. <laughs> I'm going to. It's already <gasps> your... Both of you, if you guys want to come, are both out. Anyone who does a previous game is always invited for the first pick to come to the next one if they're interested. I will make a mental note to buy these games on sale. (laughs) Yeah, because don't pay full price. Thankfully, I will probably play that one because there is no HD remake on my Xbox One on with like the disc because I still have the disc uh, for three. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the smarter option, too, is just to go buy it. It'd be cheaper to go buy it. of buying Xbox and then get all the old games. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Off or something. The the backwards compatibility of the Xbox One, I have some left to be desired, but it is pretty expansive and holds the most significant titles like COD, Modern Warfare 2 and 3. So Yeah, oh, I can get three on a different website for £12. So Yeah! <laughs> no, you gotta get the bundle for $90 that has all the DLC that's basically just multiplayer content that you're definitely gonna access regularly and enjoy thoroughly for that price. You go buy the new one for, you know, 60 70 but nah, go play that one for $90. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to pick that up at some point now, because I'm gonna... I'm going to need it for this damn episode. Yeah. Oh, we should go to Shelf Stacker Box before we finish this episode. I was wondering. I've been waiting, but I wasn't like, do I? How should I mention it? <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to put this in the stack. I think I enjoyed it. I don't know. I played it pretty quickly. It was a game, but I can't. I didn't hate it. So there's that. But it's going to go in the stack. I have just nothing else to say about it. It's just it's a Call of Duty game. It was cool. I enjoyed playing it on, on PC. I had a good time, so I can't box it. But yeah, stack. Uh, what uh, about you, Star? I'm definitely going to throw that on the shelf. I think it's rad. I don't think it needs to go anywhere, but I don't think it has enough there to be played. But as I've said many, many times, for what the staples that exist today that were born in this game, I think it's worth just honoring and being like, yeah, cool. Some of that's probably nostalgia. I don't know how much, but it's definitely, you don't need to go play this. You're fine. Go watch a playthrough if you're real curious. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You don't. This doesn't, I didn't need to. I didn't either replay this, but I'm glad I did because I haven't touched this until 09. So. Or read a synopsis because you'll probably get more plot details clearly <laughs> and directly than playing this game. <laughs> that sounds very true. Uh, what about you, Joe? I probably put this in the stack, too. I play this once. 
I'll probably go watch the nice, pretty HD cutscenes later today while I'm making dinner or something or eating. And then that's probably it. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, I, again, I just want to wrap up the series just because we started it. I was like, fuck it, let's do the whole trilogy. And then I will never touch the series probably again. So <laughs> that's about it. All right. And as I said earlier, you can, you can catch the other episode. If you want to go see that, go listen to that. Go see what we said. And I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Uh, next week, I'm going to be talking about Paper Mario for 64, mm. which I've been lying oh, when I said I beat that game. And then I realized that I'm almost done with the game. I've never, I never finished that game. I don't think I even played it that much. But for some reason, my head can, and I was like, yeah, I beat that game before. Never Preview did. less than 50 words. How you feeling so far? I'm enjoying it. Hell yeah. I also enjoying the fact that I have safe states. Yeah, so, respect. Because button combinations are not, or, you know, button presses and me don't go good together, I'm finding out. so No difficulty <laughs> either, right? That that stuff, you just do what, you, they do what they want you to do, and you, you tough it out. I don't like that part either. Or do I like the part that I can't really grind? It's not that type of game. Oh, yeah. It's not a grindy RPG. It's not, it's a hit buttons and get your timing down RPG, so. Oh. type of thing it a lot of the game i mean i'll go into this in depth next week but a lot of the game like when you attack you have to press a to do to do double the damage which you have to do and you have to press a when they attack you to take less damage which you have to do or you will not get through this game that's where safe state's coming great oh, i missed yeah. that button let's try again oh, i missed that button four times in a row let's try again going for five i'll set this down and come back to this exact moment and try it again. so yeah otherwise i don't think i yeah i can see that's probably why young mike didn't finish it because young mike probably had a problem with it so but no it's it's, it's it's interesting. It's another game that I've always been, and it, by by playing Paper Mario, it opens up to me doing Thousand Year Door on the show, which people have asked for. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen at some point. Bundle discount for all the Call of Duties is ten percent. I'm just, it makes me mad. It's like, oh, you bought the bundle, you saved ten percent. Whoopee! Thanks for your thousand dollars. Oh, anyway, sorry. fuck it. I mean, again, these that's why I bought these games for full price back then. I mean, these were one of the few series that I would buy them full price because they wouldn't they wouldn't get cheap. Like twenty five bucks was a deal for Modern Warfare three probably when I bought it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. I mean, these are just ridiculous. They still, I mean, they still are. Like, fucking, they're old. Put them on, like, this game's on 09. This should not be, this should be a $5 game on Steam. Hey, you go buy this $45 of Modern Warfare 2 OG, and you and those 800 other people are going to have a fucking fun time, okay? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And, oh, and Star, where can people find you at? Well, sometimes on Twitch, uh, at Square Milk, or maybe changing, name TM Pending, but you know. Maybe, you know, look around. Maybe you'll find me. Maybe you won't. I'm a ghost, but not that ghost. He's dead. There'll be a link in the show notes. For your <laughs> Twitch channel. There you go. That's a better. So, so let's go look we'll there. We'll that <laughs> so whatever it is, when you send it to me, that's what will go. This will be out <laughs> a week after the time of recording this. So cool. when this is published, I'll be in New Mexico. <laughs> oh, so uh, that's going to be interesting. I got to record when I'm in there. So that's going to be fun. But that's the whole nerd. I'll bring up next week, I'm sure. All right, and if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 400 other episodes for you to go listen to. We have a gigantic catalog. We do movies, comics, video games, TV shows. We do all sorts of stuff. Whatever I can find people that are willing to talk with me. So go check out our giant catalog. <laughs> we're definitely doing a bunch of first-person shooters, too, right now. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's a lot of them that, we're, that we've done. So if you want to hear more, like, that Bioshock, go check out stuff like that. Just start scrolling through the catalog and download everything. You'll find stuff you want to listen to. Or... Just download it and make me happy because my numbers go up that way. So, you know, hey, it works out either Big way. Big number, make brain go burr. It does make me go happy. I had a random 400-day <laughs> download day where I'm like, cool. A good day to me is 100. And I get 400 in one day. I'm like, awesome. I don't know what the hell people are downloading, but hey, whatever. Every so often, somebody goes through and downloads like a ton of the catalog at once. Cool. Every so often. I'm, and I just go, <laughs> I don't make any money off, and I just love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you want to su- support the show, we do have a Patreon. Lil's dog, you can vote in the Patreon poll. The poll this month is Scarlett Johansson movies Mike has never seen. It's the perfect score, other bowling girl, her, or under the skin. 
Under the Skin is currently winning. So little as that, you can go vote in our poll. You have until the end of the month, end of February. And if you want to talk with us, we do have a Discord. You can join our Discord and chat with us. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. And I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok, where she's TikTok famous. Proud of her. And also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. You can find he started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go check him out. And you'll see a link in the show note to his podcast, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube if you'd rather get your podcast that way. And some people do, actually. And some people think I put movies on there, then click it and get mad at me. So that happens, too. <laughs> every time I put a movie on, I laugh. It's like, hmm, well, I get a bunch of downloads. Every so often, I get, like, hundreds of clicks. And then I get uh, downvotes because it's not. <laughs> anyway, I used to get downvotes because it wasn't the movie. God. People get mad. If you only internet or sell like you can find, if you want to pirate the movie, you can find it on the internet, just not YouTube. Yeah, but see people put it on YouTube and they like make it one fourth size and they flip it and then there's like a weird background audio to make it not get taken down. And that's what they want. That's how they want to intake their weird pirate movie. <sighs> it's just not it's not worth it. <laughs> okay, that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys next time. Bye everybody. See ya.